welcome to another episode of Story Players, the podcast that analyzes story-driven video games. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe Destazio. Today we're discussing the interactive drama game Detroit Become Human. It was released on May 25th, 2018 as a PlayStation 4 exclusive. It was created by French game developer Quantic Dream, who you may know from their previous PlayStation 3 games, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. We'd like to begin each discussion with a quick spoiler-free introduction to the game, just in case you haven't played it yet and want to know what it's, what it's like and if it's something for you. So the story takes place in Detroit, of course, uh, in the year 2038, which is actually only 20 years from now. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not really, it's that really not that far. So androids have been created and they've taken a huge role in society. They do, you know, like manual labor and customer service roles, that sort of thing. But people also buy them to bring into their homes to do things like housework and to even raise their children. So what's happening here is that some androids are starting to become deviant, which is to say that they're not really following orders and they're starting to think for themselves and make their own decisions. Right. Almost like they've gained free will. Right. So you play as three different androids. One is Connor. He's a prototype detective android who has been sent to investigate any crimes involving these deviants. You've got Kara, who's like a houseworking android whose owner abuses her and his daughter. And you've got Marcus, who's a caretaker android, and he just he begins questioning his place among the humans and things go from there. Yeah, I can't really say anything yeah. more about Marcus. It's a heavily narrative driven game. This isn't like a shooter or a platformer or something where you've got a lot of gameplay that mm. with the occasional cutscene between levels or chapters. This is story driven. You're walking around exploring, you're interacting with things, talking with people, making dialogue choices mostly. Uh, and then there's also some longer, like quick time event sequences where you right. have to push buttons, the certain buttons at the certain time to, to be successful. And it's way more than just buttons. It's push this direction on the right stick mm -hmm. or wiggle the controller <laughs> up and down and things like that. Yeah, I thought we were done with motion controls from the Wii era. Yeah, but they're really still stuck around a little bit. <laughs> Uh, the production quality is really high in this game. Oh, this, man. Uh, the graphics are amazing. Yeah. The, the voice acting is fantastic. I didn't come across any bugs or anything. This was like a rock solid game. I came across one hilarious bug that we'll get to during the recap. Okay. <laughs> and it took me about 10, 10 and a half hours to finish. So think of it as a long, really long movie or kind of a mini series kind of thing. Yeah. Mine was probably somewhere in that same range, but I don't know for sure because playstation doesn't tell you so the only way we can really keep track of it is manually by going off of our recordings and stuff and my recordings were kind of a mess so mine was, might have been a little bit longer but probably not too tremendously cool so without getting into spoiler territory here what did you think of the game would you recommend it how do you feel about it i loved this game i really really enjoyed it i loved how intense so many of the sequences are i've I've figured out that that's something I really enjoy about games right now. Like, it's one of the things that drew me to PUBG, which is obviously <laughs> not at all like this. No, not at all. But the 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 moment-to-moment -moment intensity of PUBG is really good, and it was kind of better here because it mattered more. I would absolutely recommend this game to anybody who's a regular listener of our podcast, anybody yeah, who's looking sure. for story-driven games, for sure. But I, I think that there's at least a couple things that you should know going into this that might impact whether or not you should play it. This game doesn't pull any punches. There's an excessive amount of swearing, you know, 
one of the characters is a detective and they play up the traditional detective <laughs> stuff pretty yeah lots of drinking lots and lots and lots of swearing uh there's also at least well let's say numerous scenes more than one scene of domestic violence and if that's something that you can't really handle because it's not really hidden at all it's not discreet it's not subtle it is there in front of you and if that's not something you can make it through then you probably shouldn't play this game but i i couldn't think of any other reasons to maybe suggest that someone not play this game would you if this were a movie would you say it's rated r or do you think it'd be oh it definitely be rated a harder r. rating than that uh i don't think it'd be harder than that okay. You said the game was intense, and it certainly can be, but I liked that there was some pacing, that it wasn't mm -hmm. always intense all right. the time. There is a certain character that tends to have these more intense scenes, and some of the other characters are not that bad. So it was nice to not feel that pressure all the time. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. That being said, your your characters can die. Like this this game is is ten hours, and it's possible that one of your characters can die early on in the game, mm -hmm. and then they will not show all their scenes. All of their story is just non-existent throughout the rest of the game. Do we know how many of the characters can die, or maybe not? Not even say that. No, maybe. I don't know. Okay, but at the end of each chapter, they give you a little flow chart about your actions that you've taken, and you kind of you can kind of see what other things could happen, but they don't outright tell you. Right, you, you can just, just see know that there are empty other options, paths like nodes in a flow chart. And you can go back and replay a chapter if you didn't like what happened. You can go back and do it again, make different choices. But if you do, know that you're resetting to that time and it's going to, the game's going to progress from there at that point. So if, if you played through five chapters and you said, you know, I really want to go back and change what I did in chapter two, if you go back and replay chapter two, you're, you're continuing the game from that point. Right. You're going to be playing, you're going to replay chapter four three, four, and five right. because you've changed history. So right. you've got to redo that. One other thing that I think is worth quickly discussing is sometimes people really dislike how options are presented in, in some of these types of games. They feel like they're given very little information about what it is that their character is going to do based on an option that you're going to pick, like a dialogue option or something mm -hmm. like that. Did you find that to be the case with this game or did you feel like the options that you were picking pretty much led to exactly what you were going for. For the most part, I felt like it was pretty accurate, but there were quite a few times that what I picked led to something I did not want to happen because I didn't I didn't know if that's what was going to happen based on the description. Oh, isn't that like reality? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could say something to my wife and not intend it to go poorly, but it might still go poorly, right? Yeah, but in this case, it would be her telling you what your choices are. <laughs> and you kind of trusting what she's saying and then when you go do it then she turns on you and says that's not what i meant at all all right well we're going to continue now on to the spoiler discussion so if you if this game sounds interesting you haven't played it and you want to this is your time to check out and come back as soon as you're done in about 10 and a half hours okay so now spoilers are okay tell me how you really felt about this game nope i get to ask you first because i already said that i really really liked this game yeah and you didn't ask me you don't care about my feelings you're right i don't <laughs> So did, did you like it? I did really like this game. I think the story didn't go as deep as I thought it would. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was comparing it to Westworld, which has similar mm. themes about artificial intelligence. You know, are, are these robots living things? Are they sentient? Do they have free will? Are they conscious? And Westworld, the way that it's told, 
with thing, scenes being out of order chronologically and stuff can be very confusing to follow. So I appreciated mm-hmm. that this was much easier to follow right. along, told mostly in a linear fashion. But it just it doesn't go as as deep. It doesn't ask as many of those questions that Westworld does. So I was yeah. kind of hoping it would. But uh, overall, it's a good just general sci-fi story. Yeah, I I would completely agree. This there's a lot of pretty heavy topics in this game, and it doesn't feel like they go into them and really force you to think about them as much as maybe they could have. Yeah, they they're pretty much telling a like rebellion story, right? With Marcus in his storyline, he's he's bringing he's putting together a rebellion and trying to convince humanity that that they're not just machines, right? Right. That they're alive. That they're alive and they deserve rights too. But it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be like a human versus android thing to tell that sort of story. Right. right? There's nothing in here. The, the story doesn't change drastically because that these are actually machines. Mm-hmm. With Kara, this is sort of a, a person who's trying to escape an abusive situation and to take care of a child and to find someplace safe. And again, right there, there's nothing in there that's really tied to being a robot. Right. Now, maybe in in fact, that's kind of the point with that story, right? Yeah, that is actually the the entire point of that story. (laughs) But to that point, though, it doesn't ask those questions unless I mean, really, it, it just if it's just trying to make you see that maybe mechanical beings could and should be treated the same as flesh beings, right. meat bags. <laughs> right. Connor, though, he's, I feel like Connor, more than the other two, his story is about him trying to figure out, is he a machine? Is he alive? Is he more than, than just a robot? And depending on how you answer and depending on your actions, he, he may decide one way or the other by the end. Yeah. So that actually leads us into the the next topic here, because... I wanted to talk about how we we both approached playing each of these three characters because they're very different characters. But I kind of wanted to kick this off by saying that it felt like with Kara, the game very much wanted you to play in a certain way. With Marcus, they very clearly laid out, you're going to be the leader of this rebellion, but you have to choose whether you're going to be pacifist or a, a violent revolutionary. And I felt like with Connor... I really didn't know at all how I was supposed to play it. Like, am I supposed to be trying to make him a deviant? Am I supposed mm-hmm. to be trying to make him obey all of his programming? Or am I supposed to be somewhere in between? And it impacted how I played. Like, I kept, especially as I went back and watched some of my videos, I saw myself kind of waffling back and forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they wanted. But yeah. what, what, did, what did you think about the Connor situation? Well, specifically for Connor... A lot of times when I'm introduced to a character and I have to decide how I'm going to play them, I, what really influences my decision is their initial introduction and how they behave before I even make a decision. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Connor here is he is this prototype android, right, who's, who's a detective and he's there for a specific job. And that is how I played him for most most of the time. Whenever somebody would ask me about, well, you know, don't you feel this way or why did you make that decision? It, I always did it as a cold calculating machine. Mm-hmm. And so what will happen when you die? Well, there'll just be nothing, you know, whatever. And why did you do that? Well, it's just I have to um, solve these crimes and figure out what's going on. Right. That's I'm, what I'm doing. I'm obeying my programming. I'm obeying yep. Hank, you know, that, that sort of thing. Exactly. Right. Okay. And, but I also I felt like 
whenever there was an opportunity to improve my relationship with Hank, I found that to be a plus because it would mean that we could work together better mm-hmm. and that hopefully that would lead us to figuring out what's going on. Right. Okay. So how about Kara? And I'm r- really going to try to say Kara all the time because Kara calls herself Kara. Alice calls her Kara. Everyone else calls her Kara. And I think that it should probably be Kara if that's how she pronounces it. But if I slip up, I'm sorry, Kara. So, Kara. How, how did you play? Kara? I pronounced it Kara. Okay, that's good. Oh, okay. How did you play as her? My main motivation with Kara was I wanted Alice to like me. Mm-hmm. I assume that that was the same for you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a better description of how I was trying to play it was. I want. I didn't want Alice to be afraid. Yes. I, I spent a lot of time trying to, yeah, just make her less afraid, make her feel more secure, despite the fact that she is in a bonkers, crazy, super traumatic, scary situation. I also was terrified of Todd, Alice's dad oh, yeah. in this case, knowing that my character can die. And by the way, our rule when playing this game <laughs> was that we will not take advantage of the ability to go back and change things and right. replay a chapter. Whatever our decisions are, we're sticking with them. Right. And so I was afraid. I didn't want to miss a third of the game. I didn't want to die. <laughs> right. And so I was very afraid of Todd. And he did influence my decisions in some, in some cases. Mm-hmm. Whereas with someone like Marcus, I would be a little more likely to do reckless things. Okay. So how did you play Marcus? You know, I, I I would push him more. Feel like he has like less to lose, kind of. He kind of because he doesn't have anybody left, right? He doesn't have like a family or whatever. He's by himself. He's basically been left for dead, mm-hmm. and uh, he he's got a mission, a calling, maybe. Sure, he's got this big like big picture kind of thing that he's trying to do, and so he needs to fulfill that, even if it means sacrificing himself. So I would push him. I'd be a little bit more risky with him. And I tended to uh, try to choose the the pacifist oh. uh, path as much as I could, hmm. but keep in mind that sometimes violence is required. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also went the pacifist route with Marcus. I- I'll say whenever possible. We'll, we'll get into those sure. situations later. But okay, so I'm I'm hoping that there are going to be a lot of differences here because it sounds like we played this fairly similarly. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, when when we look at the flowchart at the end of each chapter, you can turn on the stats mm-hmm. for world stats. And I found that in a lot of the endings for the chapters, uh, you know, I'm getting results less than 50% of the people who played got that same ending. And so I feel like there's a good chance we've got a lot of differences here. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, seemed like a lot of mine were higher percentage numbers. So... Maybe we do have some pretty big differences. Yeah, interesting. Also, you can flip it over to also show your friend's stats. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous at first because I did not want to see what you were doing. But it's okay because we're not actually friends. Right. On the PlayStation Network. Oh, just on PlayStation Network? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got awkward. Let's move on. Um, so, yeah, given that our endings could be very different, it's going to be kind of hard to talk about the story if things happen completely differently. So right. I do want to do a real quick... Because Alice died for me right at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, no, Kara. <laughs> I want to do a quick recap. We wouldn't normally do this for a long game like this because that would just be a drag to just oh, take go through the whole plot line. But it's always fun when we, we have decisions to make. So I want to go through real fast each chapter. We'll just say what happened 
to remind us what was going on in that chapter and then what your ending was and then yeah. compare. Yeah. But first, I got to ask you, Josh. Uh oh. Would you consider having a relationship with an android <laughs> that looks like a human? You're getting into the survey already? Oh, yes. Uh, my answer to that was yes. Yes. Why? Well, it doesn't specify what relationship means. And I, friendships are relationships. So, yeah, I would be friends with an android. Well, 66% of the people who took the survey would agree with you. And what did you say? Well, I said no, because I took this as a... Because you're an androidist? <laughs> <laughs> i took i took relationship as like the relationship i have with like my a wife. romantic yes and and i i said no but but by the time i finished the survey i kept i kept thinking you know that's not quite right that there are different types of relationships right. i was too quick to answer that question okay. i'm sorry all androids who are out there who may be listening to this <laughs> i actually would consider a relationship uh with an android especially if it looks like a human sure Okay. Okay. Do you think tech? No, 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 oh, no, no. You have to we're ask gonna me. sprinkle these in. Oh, we're going to sprinkle these in. I like this idea. So, are we we getting into the chapter recap? Yes, now? chapter recap now. Okay. So, chapter one: the hostage Connor negotiates with the deviant, threatening a young girl on the balcony of a home. How did this end for you? Uh, this ended with me essentially lying to the deviant <laughs> so that he would hand over the little girl, and then they captured him. They captured him, or did they shoot him? I don't have video for this. My video, oh. my, my very first day of trying to record these, my videos didn't work. And now it's been a couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah, I think they shot Snipers him. shot a deviant. Yes. 33%. Yeah, yeah I convinced Daniel, he, that's the name of the android, to let go of the girl. Yeah, I maybe had to lie to him a little bit, mm. but there's a, there's a child here there's at a stake. Girl, right, All right. Uh, so the sniper shoots him. There's a, At one point in this chapter, there's, a, there's an opportunity to take a gun. And when you're about to take it off the floor, it says, by the way, androids are forbidden from taking weapons. Did you see the gun? And if so, did you take it? I don't remember, but I'm sure that if I saw the gun, I would not have picked it up in that case. Okay. Chapter two opening. Todd picks up Kara from the shop where she was being repaired. They drive through the city to the house in the suburbs. There's nothing. There's no choices or anything to make. This is no. basically the introduction, logo, credits. Right. Written and directed by David Cage. I liked this scene a lot because we don't live very far from Detroit. Mm -hmm. I've been to Detroit a fair number of times in my life. They did a really good job of recreating Detroit. This looked really good. Did it? Yeah. I I, I know. I live really close to Detroit. <laughs> like, I go to Detroit for concerts and the auto show, and that's about it. And the airport. <laughs> and the airport. But that's not even quite in the city, right? That's no. out. That's way out. So I, I did not recognize much of anything throughout this game, which is too bad. I should yeah I should go take a trip up to Detroit. Yeah, well, I'll mention a couple more. It looks just like that game I played. It kind of does. I mean, futuristic but yeah. yeah. Chapter three, Shades of Color. Marcus picks up paint supplies for Carl, who is the old man that he takes care of. Again, there's there's really nothing you can do to affect the ending, but I thought it was interesting. There's There's a guy who's kind of yelling about androids, saying they're the devil and stuff, mm -hmm. and he yells at Marcus, you are the one who will destroy Detroit. Which I think is interesting because that could be some foreshadowing. Oh, there. yeah, it absolutely could have been. One thing that you can, the, you do make a decision about is to um, approach some protesters. And if you do, they, they, they beat up Marcus and a cop intervenes. Did you do that? I did not do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of like. So you got the crap kicked out of you? I wouldn't say the crap, but they did start <laughs> punching and androids don't dropping crap. me to the ground and kicking me. Yeah. Oh, wow. But a cop comes up and stops yeah, them. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> he comes up and stops them. 
not because you feel sorry for the android, but because you could be causing property damage to the android and you might have (laughs) to pay for that. These things are kind of expensive, although not as expensive as I expected. I know, right? You can get an android for like 900 bucks. Well, yeah. Later you find out that the car's model starts at eight or nine hundred dollars and but which is ridiculously dirt cheap. But in the the second chapter, when you're in the store, Mm -hmm. like I I think the only price tag that I saw was maybe seven or eight thousand dollars. But eight thousand dollars still seems dirt cheap. I'm gonna buy a couple androids, I think. (laughs) Chapter four, a new home. Kara arrives home and begins housework, picking up Todd's mess from the last two weeks. Yeah, this is where you you really start to see what kind of horrible person Todd is. You you see he's got obviously got a bad drug habit. He really doesn't pay attention to his kid at all. He's a jerk. He just barks out orders to everybody. You you can see some uh, mail I think laying somewhere, and he's got an overdrawn account, a checking account. He's got unpaid bills. He there's like a rejected credit card application. Mm-hmm. So he's he's one of these guys right who has lost his job because of androids and can't find any work so how did he afford one that's what i wondered well i would assume this was before because it sounds like his wife left him right Mm -hmm. and she just left the android there i don't know maybe we see that he takes antidepressants which a lot of people do but on the bottle package or whatever it says warning risk of behavior disorders (laughs) yeah well (laughs) (laughs) the ending doesn't change here at all but you can do some things with Alice to try to get her to, to trust you more. Because we didn't mention that actually because of this repair process for Kara, who got hit by a car, right? her memory's been reset. So she doesn't know Alice and what's going on here. Yeah. So she's trying to you know, regain that relationship. Now for me, I did get Alice to trust me and she gave me a key mm-hmm. to open up a box. Yep. And it's got some stuff in there. Yeah, some crayon drawings of basically Todd ripping the limbs off of Kara. Yeah. There's a family picture in there. Mm-hmm. And what's strange to me is that like none of the characters look like themselves. Now, Todd, They're I can understand. Drawings. No, no, no. There's a photograph. Oh. <laughs> There's a photograph. I'm not comparing a, an eight-year-old's drawing, crayon drawings to real life. There's a family photo and Todd does not look like Todd. He looks like he's in much, you know, much better shape, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I can see how you could go from a normal looking person to being the monster that Todd is. Right. But also Alice pretty much Alice doesn't look like Alice at all. And we later learn, I assume that you also learn since that's the whole point of the story. Wait, spoilers. I'm just kidding. Yes. (laughs) That Alice is actually an Android and it doesn't look. And I assume that the wait you you think that's the whole point of the story. Interesting. We'll get to that later. Well, as you said earlier about, it doesn't matter if they're, androids or human or whatever mm-hmm. the feelings are still there right sure okay talk about that later chapter five the painter marcus returns home with the paint supplies he takes carl through his morning routine carl invites marcus to paint carl's son leo shows up asking for money in this case there's again no crazy ending that you can choose but at one point carl does ask marcus to paint what did you paint Do you remember what you painted i don't remember what did you pick identity and then doubts and oh i didn't do that it showed up as it looked like a self-portrait of marcus just very abstract not like in a picasso sort of way but out of focus kind of Hmm. because at first he i chose to paint the statue and it was a picture perfect copy of the statue (laughs) right chapter six partners 
Connor finds Hank in a bar. They investigate a homicide in which a deviant fought back against its owner, stabbing him 28 times. This had basically no choices of any significance. But I thought, I, I like these detective scenes where you start analyzing different parts of, of the environment and learning about what's going on and trying to piece together uh, what exactly happened. You can do this mm -hmm. rewind and fast forward. It's a lot like some of the later Batman Arkham games. Oh. Uh, it's, so that's, that's really cool. And it, it's kind of like, it would be nice to have a machine or the ability to do this sort of reconstruction. <laughs> right. But it's, you know, it's almost like having a superpower. It's really cool. So dis despite the fact that by and large, most of my time with Connor, I was trying to get Hank to like me. Mm -hmm. As I went back and, and watched my, my videos, I, I did have this one. It started off the complete opposite because it starts out in the bar, right? Yeah. And Hank just wants you to go away. He's <laughs> drunk. He doesn't like androids. He wants you to go away. And he's not listening. He's not willing to get up and go do what you need him to go do. So you get prompted to just wait outside. There's three options. I don't remember the third one. But the one that I picked was spill his drink. Yeah, Did me too. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And yes. then you, know, the, you get the red down arrow and it says hostile. And I'm like, <laughs> ooh, this is a bad way to start the game. But Yeah, definitely. Because I am here to do my mission. Yep. And I don't care about social pleasantries or anything. Exactly. I am getting my job done. And exactly. that means shocking this guy into moving, so be it. And we need you to work, which means you shouldn't be drunk while we're <laughs> working. So I'm going to spill your drink all over, the, all over the bar. Chapter 7, Stormy Night. Todd hits Alice at the dinner table. Kara breaks through her code to become deviant. Okay, so you become deviant and you're supposed to run upstairs and protect Alice. Did you immediately run upstairs? No, I didn't. Neither did I. I feel like you're reading my mind. It's weird. Did you run around the house looking for a weapon? No, I didn't. Oh, so what? Because that's what I did. No, I didn't. What did you do? So, first of all, I didn't want to move. <laughs> it's like, don't move. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to move <laughs> right. because I do not want to die. <laughs> uh, but I realized I had to move. Yeah, and you so, don't have a choice. right, become deviant. And then it gives you, I love the way that they put like your objectives in the environment. Like mm -hmm. it, it'll be up against the wall or, you know, going down on the floor or whatever. It's right. in, it's not just like subtitle text that shows yeah. up and it says go up to protect alice mm -hmm. or go try to reason with todd mm -hmm. and i i at first i wanted to go reason with todd i'm like i got this i can go talk to him it's fine <laughs> and so i start heading that way and about halfway there i'm like wait a minute he told me not to move if i'm moving even like no matter what i'm going to say he's going to destroy me out of rage right i turned around and <laughs> Just got out of there and ran upstairs. So where was he at that point? I think he was in the kitchen. Oh. In the kitchen area? Because I don't think I even became deviant until he was on the stairs. Oh, no, 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 no. Really? Yeah. Oh. Probably because the first time that I went to do it, I was almost through the wall. And then my finger must have slipped or something. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but I'm watching the video and I'm like, why did I just let go of the buttons and I had to start the whole process over again? So at that point, he was halfway up the stairs. Oh my God, what do you do? By the time I, by the time I was deviant. So then I start running towards the stairs and then I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm just this maid. Like, mm -hmm. I don't look like some superhero and this dude's big. Yeah. He's, and he's got a belt. Like, he is going <laughs> to destroy me. I should go and get a weapon. So I run to the stairs and I'm like, nope, let's go look for a weapon. And I run to the kitchen and it's not letting me get a knife. And I run into the living room and there's nothing. And I'm like, you know, I'm listening to Todd uh -huh. and I'm 
and and I'm listening to see if he's hitting her yet. And it's like, well, he's not, but I don't think I've got much time. I'm just going to have to go. Yeah. And at that point, I, I sprint as fast as you can sprint in this game, which is to say not at yeah. all. Yeah, it's just walking. And and run up there and then start to intervene. How did So how did you intervene? Uh, basically, you Where just... Where were they? In Alice's room? They were in Alice's room. I think he had... Al- he might have already struck her at least once. Okay. By the time I got there. And it begins one of those sequences of, of quick time events because he just turns around and is like, you need to get out of here and like... Starts trying to attack you, which is kind of what I wanted because I didn't want him hurting Alice. Right. But I also don't want to die. Sure. And so how did it end? I'm amazed that I didn't die because going back and watching the video, I missed half of the QTs. <laughs> half of them, at least. It was so bad. But eventually knocked, like hit him in the knee, knocked him over, grabbed Alice. We went running down the stairs. And then you get the option of, Run out the front door mm-hmm. or run out the back door. Okay. And I don't know why, but I was like, I should go out the back door. They I give you really, the choice. Maybe they, there's a reason. They yeah. give you the choice. But sometimes they'll pop up a choice and you'll have such a short amount of time that you can just miss the choice. Yeah. And they pick for you. Ooh. That was the case here. Oh. I was going to go out the back door, but it chose back door for me anyway. Oh, and okay. I think maybe, I wonder if this is the case, but maybe when you don't decide, they give you the worst option. Because if you go out the back door, he catches you and starts trying to, to trying to destroy you again. So it's me miserably attempting to make it through these QTs again. And the reason, my excuse, this is totally an excuse, <laughs> that I'm going to blame for me doing so poorly. This uh-huh. is, You're going to blame the controller, aren't you? I'm blaming the controller completely. I'm an Xbox guy. Yeah. I never play my PlayStation. I only have a PlayStation for these exclusives. Mm-hmm. So every time it says to press X, I'm hitting the square button because that's <laughs> where it is on an Xbox controller. But that was I also struggled with pushing the directions on the right stick. I have mm. no idea why, but I did. I missed a lot of those throughout the game. Yeah. But eventually I did escape. We get out the back door and then we run around to the front of the house and get on the bus. Okay, well, that's not what happened for me. So awesome. All right. (laughs) In the previous chapter, when we were cleaning the house, Mm -hmm. did you come across the gun in Todd's room? Don't. There's a gun in a drawer. I don't. I think um, it's the drawer where this medicine was, and that's where you see the drugs. Oh. And so there's a handgun in there. And it just brings up a symbol, an unlock symbol, Uh indicating that you've just unlocked some option at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. So here... I went to that. I went to that gun. So keep in mind that now Todd is still downstairs. I didn't have to go chase him upstairs. Uh, so I went upstairs for Alice, but first I stopped to get the gun. Interesting. And then when I went to go to get Alice, I, I get here and we're trying to make a plan to get out. He comes in the room and we do the QTE section, which ends with me shooting him and killing him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Todd's out of the picture. So I've, I didn't just like disobey my owner. <laughs> I flat out killed him. <laughs> Dang, Joe. Wow. So then we get on the bus. So that's the same. That That's the same part. Right. We're, it's basically the same story, right? <laughs> same end result. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it's all about the ending. The journey doesn't matter. Wow. Um, yeah. So this was the first flowchart where I realized lots of crazy things can happen. Mm-hmm. Because when you first break free of your code and you can choose to go upstairs or go confront Todd, one of them says go upstairs and then the other one is is like an empty box and it just ends it just ends right there and so i assume that you're dead oh. at that point oh wow yeah. but there are also large check chunks of the 
of the flowchart that I never even experienced. Yeah, those those were the ones that I went yeah, through. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. So my mine said forty five percent with Kara shot Todd. Uh, mine said thirty five percent for my ending, which said Kara and Alice <laughs> fight their way out. Okay, and I wondered if it was because um, my percentage of stunning him uh, when I hit him in the knee in her bedroom was only thirty two percent, but apparently. I'm wrong. It's because a bunch of you jerks murdered the guy. <laughs> this is uh this whole podcast thing has been worth it just for this just for this moment. <laughs> Chapter eight, broken. Carl and Marcus return home from a party to find Leo has broken in. So in this scene, uh this is when Marcus becomes deviant. Mm -hmm. And I was really conflicted here because Leo is trying to fight you and trying to get you to fight back, and Carl is specifically saying don't defend yourself mm -hmm, yeah. because it's only going to go poorly for you if you do but the game is saying nope you've got to become deviant yeah and i'm thinking become deviant means fight back and i don't want to fight back but you have to become deviant so i did but then you do still have the option of not defending yourself which is what i did okay interesting so how does yours end then well it it's, if you're not defending yourself well Carl has a heart attack okay, and dies. Yeah. And when he falls out of the wheelchair, Leo at least stops pounding on me for a moment. And I rush over to, to Carl and then the cops show up. And then, so that ends with Leo accuses Marcus. Right. 54%. Okay. I got the same thing. Yep. Chapter nine, the interrogation. Connor and Hank interrogate the deviant from the previous day's homicide. So this is the deviant who stabbed mm -hmm. the owner and we found times. him. Yeah. And we found him in the attic. Right. So now we're interrogating him, interrogating him. I felt sorry for this guy. You know, you sit down, yeah. Connor sits down and starts, uh, analyzing him. Right. And you can see he's got like cigarette burns for mm -hmm. that's been there for months, you know, months right. of basically torture. Yeah. And I and, just, and I just you know felt bad that for it's, him. that it's a self-defense case. Like the yeah. the owner was hitting him with a baseball bat. Yeah, if these were two people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I mean, this is simple. I mean, it kind of goes overboard when he stabs him twenty eight times. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just a baby, basically. But it's, it started as as self defense. Yeah, I really I really like the sequence from a gameplay perspective because it's it's you're trying to there's like consequences to your choices of your dialogue mm -hmm. here. You're trying to get his stress level to a certain point right. to get him to confess. You don't want to go too overboard because it's going to cause him to self-destruct. <laughs> right. But if you go too low, you're not going to get the answer out of mm -hmm. him. And so you've got to get in this narrow little range here. And uh, that was, it was fun. It was fun. Because I didn't, I didn't have to think so much about what does this guy think of me or what is this going to do in the future? It was just, <laughs> how do I get this bar to move up or down? Yeah. So that was cool. So how, so how did it end for you? Uh, my ending was Android sent back to sell 46%. Okay. Same here. Okay. So you got same him here. to confess. I got him to confess. And then, and then they and then start. You kept him from being. Messing with him. Yeah. And yeah, I intervened when they were beating him up. Right. Or whatever. Okay. Boring. Chapter 10. Nope. <laughs> yep. Chapter 10. Fugitives. Now on the run, Kara and Alice look for a place to stay the night. Boy, this is one that could go so many different this directions. This was awesome. It was, this was the chapter that I've decided I love this game. Really? Yeah. This was an awesome chapter. So tell me how you played it. Okay. So you're looking for a place to stay and you come to an intersection in the, in the road and you look around and there's a bunch of different places you can check out. Mm -hmm. There's a hotel. Okay. 
there's a laundromat, there's like an abandoned building, there's an empty car, there's a convenience store. Right. And so when you coffee shop, that seems like you can't do anything. No, because I think it was closed. There wasn't anything to do. But just just standing in the street in the intersection and and looking around, it tells you a little bit about each of these locations. Mm -hmm. Right. It tells you that the laundromat's open 24 seven. So you can't stay there all night. Stuff like that. So I decide, you know, what, I'm just going to start with the convenience store. I don't know why. I don't remember why I decided okay. to do that. But I went to the convenience store and I asked the I asked the guy there for help. He has nothing to help me with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the Salvation Army. It's a convenience <laughs> store. Right. So I walk around the store and there's a pyramid of cans mm-hmm. and, and a display. And I don't know what to do with it until I go back to talk to Alice. And it has the option for having Alice go knock over these cans mm. to distract him. And so I do that, and that gives me an opportunity to steal some money from the oh, cash yeah. register. So I've got money, and I leave. And I'm thinking, okay, we're making some progress here. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I got money. I can go to the hotel now. What does Alice think of you stealing money? She was not happy at all. I bet. <laughs> she was not happy with this at all. I promised her we won't do that again. Because, I, again, I need her to trust me. Right. If she doesn't trust me, she's going to run away. She's not going to be safe. So you murdered her dad and then robbed a convenience store. And you think she's going to trust you. So far, so good. <laughs> Something. Okay. I'm going to go to the hotel because. You might not have been thinking this all the way through. Things just happen. I go to the hotel thinking I got money now. I can save the night. Probably not the best because I might be seen. Why is, a, why is an android staying at the hotel with this girl? But I wanted to at least go check it out. Mm-hmm. The door says no androids allowed. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go in there because it's not even like a possibility that an android would be coming to a hotel. Like right. they're not even allowed in there. Right. So I go, and then I go turn and go across the street to the laundromat because mm-hmm. then it says laundromat find clothes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to find a disguise mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be an android. I'm going to go get some clothes and I'm going to go stay at the hotel. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. Getting out of the rain, get out of the cold. This seems like a, a better idea. Yeah. Okay. So I go to the laundromat. There's a dude in there. And he doesn't seem to care. And I find uh, a washing machine or a dryer, probably with some clothes in it. And I go to take the clothes out. But Alice is like, you can't steal that. And I just <laughs> promised her I wasn't going to do this anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, crap. Okay, fine. I put it away and I don't steal the clothes. So I go back out on the street and I'm like, what have I done? Like, I've completely screwed myself here. <laughs> so I go check the abandoned building and I go in there and Alice disappears for a second. And I, Turn around, turn around the corner, and there's some crazy, there's some crazy android there just spouting nonsense. Crazy Ralph. <laughs> and he's like, I convince him to calm down, mm-hmm. and that we're cool. And he's like, okay, you can stay here. And I'm like, I am not staying in this nope. place. Nope. I'm out of here. There's literally no place left to go but the car. Mm-hmm. I stayed in the car. That's what happened to me. Interesting. I had the same outcome, but a very different way of getting there. <laughs> so my first thought was, Abandoned building absolutely seems like the best option. Yeah. How did you get into the abandoned building? So I had to go around back to where you see the car. Uh huh. And around there, there's like some wire cutters or something, and you can use it to cut the fence uh-huh. between the car and the building, and you can just like curl up the fence and then crawl underneath to the abandoned. Okay. Building. So I start by going straight to the abandoned building. It's Detroit. There's plenty of these. I'm going there, <laughs> and I can't get through the fence. I need tools. Mm-hmm. There's this convenience store. Let's see if there are tools there. Yep. Yep. So I go to the convenience store, talk to the guy. He says, not Salvation Army. <laughs> Crap. What am I going to do? I never even saw the can thing, the the option of distracting him. But I find some wire cutters in there, but I have no money to buy them. I see that there's cameras all over the place, but 
I have no option at this point. I have the, well, I mean, I have the option of stealing. Sure. Um, and you can steal food too. And I'm like, let's, I don't want to press my luck. I'm stealing the wire cutters, but nothing else. Let's just hightail it on out of here with the wire cutters. <laughs> so I take the wire cutters, cut through the fence that way, find creepy Ralph. I had the exact same thought. Like mm. this dude is seriously unstable. There is no way I'm staying here tonight. Go and check out the motel. Find out that it says no androids allowed. Nope. Not going to press my luck here either. I see no point in even going to the laundromat. So I just didn't yeah. even go over there. I thought the sign, like the little indicator of what you could go to was the parking garage. Oh. Like, parking garage seems like a pretty good place to go. Uh-huh. Nope. It's not. It's just that the car. It's like a little lot. Yeah. The so building. Yeah. I went to the car and she was, and Alice was not happy about staying <laughs> in that car, but it was better than dying. What else you got? Deal with it. Yeah. 26%. Yeah. So same one for me. Big chunks of that flow chart were not filled in. That was so cool. Yeah. Okay. Chapter 11 from the dead. Marcus finds himself in like an Android landfill. He repairs his broken systems and escapes. The only thing that I wanted to point out was it felt like Hellblade. With hands coming uh-huh. out all hands over the coming place. out of the walls. Yeah. Ooh, super creepy. It was I thought it was cool that you, you couldn't see very well, you couldn't hear very well, and as you start replacing yeah. those parts and things start to return to the normal. That was cool. There were a couple of options here. I don't think they were options of consequence, but like the first I don't remember even which bio component you're going for, but the first android I found that uh, had what I was looking for, you had the option to kill that android and take it from him. Oh, did you get that? I don't remember that. You must not have found that guy. I chose not to kill him to take that piece. I went and found that piece. You left him to suffer for all eternity. Well, see, that was kind of interesting. No, like he wasn't suffering. He didn't want me to kill him. Oh, okay. But then there was the android that did want you to kill him. Did you find him? I don't remember that either. Okay. I'm sure I did. So there was an android who was absolutely suffering and he wanted you to kill him. And I'm not sure why I chose the option that I did, but I chose to kill him. Okay. Well, to end his suffering, that's probably why, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> I guess. You just wanted the part. I mean, that can get into some other dicier political topics. <laughs> Let's not go there. But yeah, no, like you don't even get any parts from him. I don't think. Oh. It's just he oh, wants okay. to be put out of his gotcha. suffering. Okay. Chapter 12, Waiting for Hank. We This is our first time we see Connor visit Amanda. So there's a little scene there. And then later, Connor waits for Hank at the police department, and he learns everything he can about him from the items on his desk. So uh, this was not... I didn't find this to be a super interesting chapter, but it's where I experienced the only bug that I experienced. Oh, okay. Uh, it's near the end of the chapter, and you're both sitting at the desk talking. Like, you're just trying to shoot the breeze with yeah. Hank, trying to get him to not hate your guts. <laughs> and... You ask him the question about Captain Fowler and Hank says he's known Captain Fowler for too long. And then the camera turns so that you can see Captain Fowler sitting at his desk Mm -hmm. and then he disappears. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly we've known Fowler for too long. (laughs) Unfortunately he reappeared and everything was fine again. (laughs) Hey, if that's the only bug, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. It does kind of ruin things up. I thought it was interesting that the ending for this is I got Hank got a lead. 98%. Right. What was the other option? I don't know. I mean, I guess you could pick all of the wrong dialogue options, maybe. Because the or ne- maybe like the not lead, look at the computer. Maybe. Because the lead is that that's when we go do the the pigeon infested apartment. I mean that's that's the next thing that they that these mm-hmm. guys do. So that had to have been the lead. So what could we have done? Yeah, maybe it was just looking at all the all the stuff on the computer. 
the did you see the android that we interrogated in the police station remember the guy that we yes yeah did you talk to him Uh uh-huh and did he kill himself Uh uh-huh okay i thought that was yeah yeah yeah. that sucked yeah we failed him did you get any information out of him did you talk to him about ra9 I don't remember getting anything. Yeah, he didn't tell us anything. Okay, chapter 13. On the run, Kara gets a disguise. She and Alice avoid the cops. So this is super critical. What? How did you change your appearance? Oh, yeah. Got me some You cut your hair? I had to cut my hair. Yeah. What color? I wish I didn't have to cut my hair, but I cut my hair. And uh, I thought the blonde one looked the best. Just in terms of the others looked really flat, like they had no shadowing, and they just didn't look very good. Mm. So I went with blonde because it looked just the most interesting. Blonde seemed boring. Mm-hmm. Black seemed boring. I went white. It seemed white. like a cool option. Okay. So I went white. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get the clothes too. And the, yeah, you get the jacket out of the trunk of the car. So then when you left the area with the car, did you have Connor and Hank on sure the, across the street? Okay, I wasn't sure. I assumed that they were there because of my stealing money from the convenience store. Oh. But if you stole the wire cutters, then maybe that's why they're there too. Well, I think they're there. They mention, uh, Connor mentions that they know that they know about you leaving Todd's house mm-hmm. and that you got on a bus and that this is where the bus ended. Right. So they're looking for us. Right? Yeah. It's not that they're just looking for a shoplifter. Okay. So that's actually the lead then. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Right. Because if you're looking at the computer, you can see Kara mm-hmm. in the list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the rest of the chapter is just you walking down the street and there's just cops. It's like a stealth game, right? Where mm-hmm. they're trying, you're trying to kind of game. You're trying to avoid their their vision, but it's so cool because as they're walking by, it shows a little percentage of the danger that you're in, and it'll just start shooting up toward 100. percent And mm-hmm. I'm just freaking out, and I right. find a place to hide. Super intense. Super intense scene. Yeah. I'm telling you, all of Kara's stuff. Oh yeah is is crazy so it and for me it ends with reaching the train safely at 23 percent. what else could happen what Please train tell- <laughs> <laughs> my jet my objective was to get down the street uh-huh. and she's trying to get to a train how did you make it past the cops i mean i just made it past the cops the cops saw you uh-huh okay okay listen this this level got really cool okay so listen uh, every time a cop would come, there was always a place to hide, and I just hid there. And then there were there were certain points, I think, where I had to stay for a little bit because a cop was coming, and then I waited for them to turn around or I something. Think I just, maybe I freaked out. Maybe I panicked. Yeah, you I'm panicked. Sure. Okay. Because I was on the side of the street where the laundromat is, uh-huh. and there were cops coming, and there was a crosswalk there. So right. I crossed over to the motel side of the street, mm-hmm. and there were cops coming from the one direction, and there were cops coming from the other direction, <laughs> and... I thought maybe I'll go back to the laundromat side and there were cops standing across the street at the intersection and I'm screwed. I got nowhere to go. I'm trapped like a rat and I didn't see any place to hide and almost immediately busted. So what do you do then? They don't take you to the... This is where it gets cool. Okay. She starts running and you take control of Connor. Oh. Yes. Interesting. It gets really cool. So now... I'm in control of Connor, and my job is to catch Kara, which is super conflicting because I don't want to catch Kara, but you have no, like, you have to run her down. Yeah. So, So you're running down the street after, and she runs down some alley, and you chase her down the alley, and she hops a fence with Alice, and she hops this fence to slide down a hill 
to a highway, which I'm pretty sure it's either 94 <laughs> or 75. I actually really? looked on the map to find out. Yes, because on the highway, there's a sign that says 296 and M10. And I'm like, I know those roads. <laughs> I've been on both of those roads. But these are these highways are insane. Like they've got one of those like hologram walls in front of it that says like danger, yeah. high speed autonomous vehicles or something <laughs> like that. So you get a, a bunch of QTEs to try and make it across the highway. And is we're it, not is talking Frogger? froggers. Like this is, <laughs> it's way more dangerous than Frogger, despite the lack of alligators. It's, it's pretty intense. And so you get to the, the median the halfway point and then it kind of goes back to connor and connor's like i'm going over the fence too and hank's like oh no you're not you, there's no way that they're gonna make it across there so there's no reason for you to risk your life mm -hmm. and you get the option to chase after and i'm like if i've got a way out i'm not going after <laughs> so then you're back, a way out you're back in control of Kara again and it's more qts trying to get across the other wow. side of the highway. Well, that explains why the flow chart for me just kind of like stops and, and then all the empty nodes just keep continuing off to the right. So I figured I must have missed something big. Yeah. Yeah. So mine was 58% uh, reached the other side. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. And uh, what I noticed in my flow chart was uh, my, my notes say only 28% got spotted by the police <laughs> <laughs> and the other path just ends. <laughs> that was me. Well, how does it end? That was me. If yeah, they didn't I got get on the train. caught by the police, did they die some? Like it just ends. No, you don't get caught. You get on a train. Yeah. Like you're supposed to. You this is a uh, nice short, Stop easy, out. easy chapter. <laughs> right. Chapter fourteen, Jericho. Marcus follows Graffiti to Jericho, and he meets the deviants that have gathered there. So he 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 gets the instructions from one of the one of the androids in the landfill area. Yeah, kind of gives him the information for Jericho. Right. The only thing I even wrote down for this section was, uh, I think it's right at the beginning of this level, there's one of those uh, tablet newspaper thingies. Mm -hmm. And there's an interesting article in there about how they were planning to send a crew of androids to uh, a space mission on to a moon of Jupiter, I think it was. I thought that was kind of an interesting idea for, for a, a legit use for androids. Yeah, definitely. You know, they... We we, we kind of like this idea of sending humans out to mm -hmm. explore space, but you know financially it it just doesn't make much sense to to well, have this not just financially like humans die yeah financially and, and logistically die, that's not well good. logistically causes the financial thing right is sure. how do you how do you keep a human alive for that long and yeah. also you're probably going to want to bring them back right and so that <laughs> that article mentions how they're just going to live there for a few months and then just they're just going to leave them there right <laughs> it's, a, it's a one way trip. <laughs> I liked they introduced the the new mechanic of sort of like calculating, pre-calculating what your movement's going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can kind of choose this way and you can play out how that's going to happen. Yeah. And then decide to go somewhere else. I like that. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's really no, there's no, like, there's no skill. There's no gameplay here, really. But right. it's just, it, it's a cool experience. And it's nice that it's something different. Yeah. It's not just run to the edge and press X. Yeah. I mean square. <laughs> I mean X. I play a lot of Nintendo systems, too. And, you know. Oh, geez. Starting with the Super Nintendo controller. Right. X is in the triangle or Y, y. location of the other <laughs> right. controller. So when I see an X prompt, oh, I, it's like. You're really. But I just, just something about the hurt. way that I hold each controller. It feels different. And I just kind of know which one it is. Hmm. 
Chapter 15, The Nest. Connor and Hank chit-chat while Hank eats lunch. Then they search for a deviant in a pigeon-infested apartment. Connor chases after it. It being the deviant, not a pigeon. So watching this video again, I don't know what was wrong with me. This was like I was back at Todd's house because I failed miserably. What is there to fail? With all of the QTs. The chase? In in the chase. So like every time it it was asking which direction do you want to go, the risky one or the safe one. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't even figure out how to make the choice and it would just make the choice for me. (laughs) and and I got so far behind him that by the time I got to the factory or whatever that building is near the end, mm-hmm. I completely lost him. Huh. Uh, I just, when I had the choice between the two paths to take, I would just use the left stick to move my character left or right to go to that place. Yeah, I think I was using the right stick because normally, like you had just learned the mechanic with Marcus about like calculating mm-hmm. your directions and stuff. And you did that by pointing the right stick yeah. at the yellow outline of, of go that way. And that wasn't an option here, yeah. so I was very confused. Yeah, I, I, I started by going the safer routes, mm-hmm. but I would accidentally, like, it was just, I didn't have enough reaction time. I went a hard route, and it's just a simple QTE, so I just started right. doing the hard routes all the way through. Yeah. And I, I was, I kept up with him for the most part until it got toward the end, and then Hank's hanging off the side of a building. Oh. And I have a choice of, do I continue chasing this guy down because I'm really close, or do I stop and try to save Hank? from falling off the building <laughs> but and it's timed it's, you know time slows down and you still have it you still have a certain amount of time to make this decision but it says something like hank's got like a 90 percent chance of making it through this okay <laughs> so it's like he's probably going to be okay i should just go chase this guy down but i decided to just to be sure so i really um, wanted hank to like me we need to be a good team and so i stopped to take care of him okay because because when it said that 75% of people he got away, I was like, come on. There's no way that everybody did as poorly at this as I did. Rupert got away, 75%. Yeah. 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 Chapter 16, time to decide. Marcus gets minor repairs from Lucy, and he comes up with a plan to get spare parts for the group. Right. This is just exploring Jericho and talking with people and getting to know them yeah. and starting those relationships. Who likes you? Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. But yes, now we get to chapter 17, Zlatko. Kara and Alice visit a man who claims to help androids, and things go horribly wrong. Oh, man. So, how? okay, I was a little confused when I got to this house. I'm like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? But there's a point in the, the chapter where you're trying to find a place to stay for the night mm-hmm. that Alice sits down at the bus stop, right. and you go over to comfort her, and then some other android comes up, Yep, and he tells you about this yeah. place. Okay, that makes sense. This was an awesome chapter. It was really good. So intense. I didn't trust the guy. No, he's super creepy. His house looks like a haunted house. <laughs> and he's like, so what he, what he claims to be doing here is that apparently all androids have trackers, which is news to me because I would figure that that would be a concern up oh, to this yeah, point. This seems like total BS. Like yeah. I totally didn't buy this from the moment it came out of his list. So he says that he will disable the tracker and that's going to help us, you know, cross the border and get away. Right. So that nobody's going to be following us. And he leads us into the basement to where he locks us up in this machine Mm -hmm. and says he's going to reset our memory. Right. And that's, I mean, it's, it's pretty horrifying because Alice is also there and is trying to like, is freaking out about Mm -hmm. what's happening here. And of course I'm, we're locked up in here and we need to keep, we need to protect her. And any moment now we're not going to have any memory of what's going on. And that's going to be bad for Alice. Mm hmm. This was so intense because, again, we know that it's possible to 
die right prematurely and there's a countdown on the screen <laughs> and i do not know what to do right so i kicked a box or something i don't know why i kicked it like what is what is the point like, that's i, I think there's only one way to get out of here but yeah some series of kicking things over and so did you get did you get out like on your own okay yes i was able to break free of the machine see it was weird because I tried some things mm-hmm. and they weren't working. Okay. And time wasn't, it didn't, I guess I'd have to go back and, and closely watch the video, but it seemed like time wasn't up, but I got out, but I still had no memory. You still had no memory? Yeah. Like, or you I still had, lost, had your memory. I had lost my memory. Oh, well, then the machine, but oh, it sounds like the time went up. It must have, it must have just, yeah. Oh, okay. But it didn't. Uh, maybe I was so flustered <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't notice that the time ran out because, yeah, I'm just trying the different wires and stuff and nothing was working. Okay. I not- there was something to my left. I knocked it over onto the floor. Yep. And then to the right, I kicked some things or whatever. And eventually, I think I was able to spill some kind of liquid or something and that hit the floor and caused a shock or whatever oh. and managed to release me from the machine before time was up. So you did not get your memory reset? No. You knew who you were. Yeah. I mean, I always know who I am. I'm playing the game. Well, right. But Kara, Kara seemed to know who she was. Yes. Okay. That was not the case for so, me. How, okay. So at that point, I then go back up. I start heading back upstairs, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that I need to get Alice. So if you don't know what you're doing. Well, it's weird because I'm still me. You know what you're doing. But and I she still know what I'm but doing. But you're in control of her. But she doesn't. So what do you do? You've got, it, it, this was done kind of cool. You, you kind of fall out of the machine and, and you've lost your memory. And next to her. Or like, you know, sort of like how they display the objectives and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's just like scrambled letters and symbols. And it looks like it's supposed to say something, but you have no idea what okay. it's supposed to say. That's neat. And so go upstairs and and Luther's still waiting in the the room or whatever, but he's like, Yo, you gotta you gotta take the food up to Zlatko. Here's here's his dinner on a tray. And then I get an objective that says, remember who you are or something like that. Okay. And so you're trying, it's one of those areas where I don't think it was putting the little yellow icons in places you needed that you could go. Mm -hmm. Um, You just had to find them. Okay. And you would like, I think the first one was at the couch and you had, you, just have a short blip of memory of your conversation with Zlatko. Mm. And I don't remember what he says, but it, it triggers a little bit of a memory in it. And one of those little characters switches to a letter. Oh, okay. That's neat. And so you get the tray and I'm trying to find these little things while I'm, while I'm taking the food up to him. And I I find a couple, but not many. There's still a whole lot of symbols here, and Mm -hmm. I have no idea how many things I have to find to get my memory back. And take the food to him, and then he yells down to Luther, I forgot about the child. Lock it up. I'll deal with it later. And Luther says, I'll bring her back in 10 minutes. And now I've got a countdown. I've got a countdown to figure out who I am, not just to get out. I've got to remember who I am. Mm -hmm. So you know, give the food, go to the next room and all that. Eventually I did figure out who I was and the, all of those characters 
turn into my name is Kara. And it's it's kind of like a yeah, yeah like it's a super empowering moment, yeah, yeah. you know, like I can do this. Like we could maybe get out of here alive, <laughs> maybe. Well, so at this point it's go go to Kara and You are Kara. Or sorry, go go to Alice. You know, Remember who you are. Yeah, well, I've I've already remembered who I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm Alice. No, wait. I'm Kara. No, wait. I'm Kara. Go to Alice at the end of the hall, and then they start coming for you. They come to get, well, Luther comes to okay. get Alice, and you have to hide. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, so I jump into the next room, and I'm like, eh, this room's too close. Let's go to the next room. And I am freaking out. It's so intense. You know? And I hide inside this this clothing wardrobe thing. And Zlatko comes into that room and starts loading up a shotgun in that room. And I'm losing my mind. And eventually he walks out. And I'm like, ah, do I go out this door? Do I go out into the hallway? I don't know what to do. Go out into the hallway. And they come out of the door. And you can very easily... Do a QTE to hide, and I screw it up. (laughs) (laughs) And they see me and take a shot, but they miss. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you get into the the whole QTE scene of trying to run out of the house. And then, so did you have a choice to go in the front door or back door? Uh, uh, Again, did have the option for front door and back door. I went out the back door again. It Mm -hmm. seemed like I might have more cover going that way. That's the only reason I picked it. Screwed up a couple more keys <laughs> on the way. <laughs> I'm really bad at this game. I got better. Okay. But uh, yeah, this this wasn't good. But I, I make it out to the back door. Um, and I think this mostly ends the same for most people. Um, but they, you, you, you're you not going to make it out. Zlatko catches you. Luther stands in front of him, steals the gun from him. And then... Mm-hmm. All of the androids that I released in the basement <laughs> come lumbering out yeah. the back door and attack Zlatko. Okay. And I get away. Okay. So uh, I got the same result, the same ending. Luther joins Kara and Alice. Well, that's 98%. So that must happen yeah. for everybody. But if you don't release those zombie androids, I don't uh, Luther must just kill them or something. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of similar things mm-hmm. happening in different order and different... Okay, this is very interesting. Okay, so I, I definitely opened up the door for the zombie androids. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I go up, I and I go upstairs to find Alice, I I hear Luther saying he's gonna bring the bring Alice in in ten minutes. So that starts my ten minute countdown. So you didn't you weren't instructed to go take food to Zlatko and nope, all that? None okay. of that. But I already know who I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm just searching the upstairs right. for everything that I you know, going through all the doors, not knowing what's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. There's a android bear locked in a cage. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm letting him out. I unlock oh. it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I unlocked it, and and he looked like he was about to get out of the cage, but he just laid back down. Silly bear. Oh, I come into a bathroom, and there's an android in the tub, mm-hmm. and and he's like, uh, and I'm like, I, uh, I I'm just I'm just freaking out, right? Uh-huh. I just ripped that guy's heart out. I'm like, there's just oh no way. Gosh. He's dead. He's not stopping me. <laughs> yeah, he made a whole bunch of noise. Yeah, so I shut him up. So. Yeah, I didn't shut him up. I just ran away. Okay. Because I'm not a murderer like you, Kara. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> How many people did you kill with Kara in this game? <laughs> so I find Alice, and I think I think Luther comes at some point. You got to make your way back through all yeah. the doors, right? And, and I hide under a table. Luther comes in. He leaves. I keep going. 
I come in, into the closet thing, the armoire, mm-hmm. and I hide in there and somebody comes in and I think they leave. So I left, but actually they were still there. <laughs> <laughs> and so it starts the whole sh- shooting at me, missing, mm-hmm. whatever. And it looks like he's about to shoot me with the gun, but up comes Mr. Bear and takes him out. <laughs> well, it doesn't take him out, but he does stop him enough for me to keep going. Yeah, I was thinking, I got to get back to the room with the bear. I bet the bear will take care of his lots go. But I, I couldn't even, I, saw I was too sh- panicked to even find the room again. <laughs> I saw the shotgun at one point and it's like, there's no ammo in it. And I didn't know what else to do with it. And I thought maybe there's a way that you could just hide it or get rid of it or something, but mm. I couldn't. And then I, so I mean, I I'm amazed you didn't pull it out. Yeah. Shoot slot well, goes, shoot Luther. Listen, if there was <laughs> ammo, I would have. <laughs> and then you make it downstairs and you have the choice to go front door or back door. Now, before I went upstairs, I saw the door, the front door, Mm -hmm. and went up to it, and it had a prompt to do something. But I was totally afraid that if I did that, I would leave. Right, and leave Alice And leave Alice. And so I'm thinking, so now that I'm running down here and it gives me that choice, I'm thinking, crap, maybe I was supposed to look at that, and it would be locked or something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, I can't, that's a trap. I can't go out the front door. It's going to be locked. They're going to come down and get me. So I ran out the back, and then things ended the same way for you. Okay. So... Especially since you've already spoiled the whole Alice thing. Yeah. I was paying attention more to my videos. Two important things happened in this chapter. At least somewhat important quotes that may have been a little bit of foreshadowing okay. about Alice. Sure. When you first get there and you're sitting on the couch, Zlatko says to Kara, Deviant, huh? What about her? And mm. looks at Alice and you just say something like, you know, she's a girl that I'm protecting. Or right. But, and I already said this quote earlier, when you, when you take the food up and, and he's talking to, to Luther, Zlatko says, I forgot about the child. Lock it, it up. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. Zlatko knew. Yeah, of course he knew. Everybody knows. Right. Except Kara. And Rose. Rose. Rose didn't seem to know. Mm. You'll have to remind me when we get to that chapter. Yeah. Did you suspect at this point? No, man. Okay. That came out of nowhere for me. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. Chapter 18, Russian roulette. Connor meets with Amanda again and then goes to Hank's house and finds him unconscious on the floor. After sobering up, Hank agrees to leave with Connor. The only thing I have to say about the scene is drunken Hank is hilarious. <laughs> and we, we have to, it's, it's Barbie dress up, right? So what did you, what did you dress up? Yeah, my boy was watching me throughout parts of playing this. Mm-hmm. He, he mostly wasn't around, but sometimes he'd come in and uh, he, he helped me pick out the word, uh, the, the clothing for mm-hmm. for him. And he chose the hippie, the oh, hippie shirt. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I picked stripes because it seemed like the least ridiculous option. So, yeah. But yeah, it seemed like stripes was the one that very few people chose. Yeah. Apparently everybody did want him to look ridiculous, <laughs> I guess. Chapter 19, Spare Parts. Marcus and his new Jericho pals infiltrate a CyberLife warehouse and steal spare parts. So there are a couple of options here. You've got the option with with John, the security guard android. What'd you do there? I grabbed him and hid. Okay. So did I, along with 84% of the other players. (laughs) Once you hid, then what did you do? I stayed hidden. What do you mean? What are my choices? Uh, There was an option to release him. Oh, as, as opposed to like killing him? I'm I'm not sure. What did you do with him? I don't I because I, I released him. I released him too, I think. Yeah. Uh, well only seventeen percent of the people released him. I wonder what the other choice is. Because you release him and then he's like, Oh yeah, nothing to see here, basically. Yeah, yeah. And okay. gets the, the human guard to buzz off. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't remember exactly how the human guard left. I thought I, I thought I had remained hidden long enough that the human guard just turned around and left. Oh, so okay. I was trusting of John. Wow, real trusting. I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> did you free the zombies? Or, God, the zombies. <laughs> zombies. Why did I write down zombies? <laughs> oh, because I'm looking at the wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong chapter. I did free those zombies. Did you free the androids in the container? I did. Oh, did you? I did not. Why not? I didn't trust them. Listen, at this point, we don't realize that... that Connor can become deviant. What does Connor have to do with this? The, aren't they Connors? Oh, are they? I think they were Connors. Connor's like a like a one-of-a-kind one prototype. But I thought they looked like him. Oh. I thought they were the same model number. Maybe. I, I didn't notice that. But at this point, I don't realize that Marcus can just touch people oh, and yeah. convert them. And so why would I be freeing these people who are going to immediately turn me in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it just worked with John. Yeah, I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't really understand okay. either. I, I was just being super risky. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's free the androids. Free Seems them like all. Seems like a good idea. And then you get the option to uh, just take off, deal with what you got, or... Get greedy. Get greedy and go for the truck. Yeah. How greedy were you? Oh, I was greedy. So I was super greedy. Oh, too. yeah, man. We got to get that truck full of parts. 72% of people were greedy. Really? Because mine was at 66% of the time. Oh. Marcus stole a truck full of parts. The the stolen truck, the, the outcome oh, was okay. 66. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I went in, knocked out the guards, and then took the truck. I'm sure things can change slightly yeah. inside there. Mine was threatened because I accidentally <laughs> hit... Because to grab the gun was an option with the right stick, and uh -huh. all I'm trying to do is look around, look guys. Around, yeah, and I grab a gun. Yeah. He grabs a gun. I threaten him, and then I incapacitate okay. him. I did not kill them. Right. I just knocked him out. If it was Carr, you probably would have shot Absolutely. him point blank in the face. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Chapter 20, The Eden Club. Connor and Hank investigate the death of a customer at the sex club. Did a deviant kill him? This was interesting for a number of reasons. I really liked the gameplay mechanic here of... You've got this dumb countdown timer again, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because they say they're doing tape wipes, videotape wipes every two right. hours or something. Which and it makes sense. And it's almost time. But we realize that we can like take control <laughs> of these different bots in the club and for a moment see what they were looking at mm -hmm. earlier in time. And it's and you can totally pick a bot and they don't see anything, which is really frustrating <laughs> because you're trying to find this <laughs> right. thing. So I, just, I love the hunting down by hopping from person to person. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. I also love the fact that every time you took control of a bot, it was charging Hank's <laughs> credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was awesome. And also because the ending is, I think, pretty important to Connor's development yeah. going forward. So I don't know if this applies to everybody, but you find uh, one of the Tracy bots. Mm -hmm. In the warehouse. Warehouse? Yeah, yeah it was sure. Warehouse. In a warehouse. And I don't even remember how exactly it ends up, but I ended up shooting one of them. You shot, of yes. course, it wasn't even car and you're shooting people. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, this one I legit panicked. I just panicked. I didn't, I, I'm not sure if I really wanted to do that, but I, I just, I just shot, I shot. So it's like, there's two of them, right? Uh -huh. There's two deviant Tracy bots. I don't know if they're both Tracy I'm bots. Not sure if Whatever. They're both, they're both sex bots. Matter. And as if I'm saying, I'm not saying that people can't be sex workers. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that they just happened to, anyway. So one, the one's coming at me and I, I did, I shot her. So what happened? I didn't shoot. I wasn't one of the lowly 39% of people who shot them. Uh, so what happens when you go on this android murdering spree? You know? So I just I just shoot the one who's coming at me. Okay. Okay. And the other one is like, she had nothing to do with this. Why did you shoot her? We just wanted to be together. And I'm feeling pretty bad at this point. Uh -huh. 
but she comes so you up. put her out of her misery and blow her brains out I didn't have you? to. She comes up to me, takes my gun, and shoots herself. What? In the head. <sighs> so much blue blood on your hands, Joe. So much. <sighs> I Yeah, I wasn't... I don't remember thinking I really should go undo that, but I wasn't feeling too good about that one. I, I would imagine not. <laughs> So what what happens in your case? Basically the same thing, except for the shooting. <laughs> okay, so what? I let them get away. Oh, you let them just run away? Yeah. Okay. Well, so you get the option to shoot. I don't. Mm-hmm. And and they stop because I stopped. Oh. And, and say, you know, we just wanted to get away from how they were treating us. And, and I, I remember them saying... One of the things that really offended them was all of the dirty words. <laughs> <laughs> and then you let them go and they hop the fence and they run off holding hands happily forever in their underwear. Who yeah. knows? Okay. This significantly altered Hank's perception of me. Really? Yeah. In uh, a good way or a bad way? In a, in a bad way, right? Oh. Because his, his uh, perception of you go, increases, you know, it becomes yeah. more positive when you do more human like things. Mm-hmm. And in this case, he's like, holy, like, what did you just do? <laughs> right. Like, you mean like the exact same reaction I had when yeah, you told me you yeah. shot him? So, you know, do you not have any sympathy? Like, you know, I basically was just doing my job. Right. Right. And I mean, yeah, I'm not even sure if that was programmed to do. Yeah. And uh, so he's, he saw me as a machine at that point. Right. And he's, he's mostly seeing me as a machine at this mm-hmm. point. But we're working on him, right? We're trying to bring him over to our side. Yeah, until you start mowing down androids. This did, so this did not help. <laughs> Chapter 21, The Pirate's Cove. Kara, Alice, and Luther head out to another person that Luther knows about that he thinks uh, can help them cross the border, hopefully. The car breaks down, and they must seek shelter in an abandoned amusement park. You know, maybe just... Uh, there's a possibility, I suppose... That people who've played this game don't know why you would want to go to Canada. Because think for a lot of the game, even up until this point, the only way you know that Canada is safe is if you're watching the news broadcast, mm-hmm, which yeah. you could skip, or That's if true. you're reading the magazines, which you could skip. That's true. But the magazines say that Canada is an Android free zone. They also are not Android, like they're not, they don't have a bunch of anti Android laws. But yeah, they don't have much laws of any type right. regarding Androids. Right. It so, sounds like Androids are not widespread. Right. In Canada. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can buy them there. Right. But it, it's it's a safer place for androids. Yeah. And for people who aren't familiar with the geography of Detroit, Detroit is on a river, and on the other side of the river is Canada. Yeah, it's just a bridge, right? Yeah, there's... And you see the bridge, the, the really tall, pretty-looking bridge that you see a few times. It's called the Ambassador Bridge, <laughs> and it goes to Canada. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Detroit River, if you cross that at any point, you're in Canada, in Windsor, Ontario. In fact, if, a lot of people go there take, before they're 21 the so they can drink. Right, because you can drink at 19 yeah. in Canada. But because of that, uh-huh. like, I, I've gone over the Ambassador Bridge. I know that that's the fastest way to get to Canada from Detroit. And we're in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And now we're driving out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that, uh, yeah I was very I'm driving out in the middle of nowhere, I'm not going towards Canada. <laughs> So that felt a little weird, and then I thought, well, I guess you could cross the river at some other place, and that would probably be safer anyway. Yeah, and in this case, it's somebody's... Androids aren't going to be able to just cross the bridge, right? right? So right. I'm guessing that somebody's going to help them. In this case, we're looking for this Rose character who is going to help them, 
how i don't know Mm -hmm. but supposedly something needs to be done here i thought this amusement park was awesome not the part that we played necessarily but just this would be a really cool place to go to like the kraken like tentacles that were coming up (laughs) out of the ground those were awesome this just looks like a fun place to be it's a cool park Uh, but it was covered in snow so it didn't look all that sweet at the time that we were there this seems like all the chapters we play with the car are so intense we get to this one and it seems like yet another mm-hmm. intense thing we we finally find shelter in a in a building and you're looking through luther stuff there's a gun and i'm thinking oh god not again i'm gonna have to use this gun <laughs> right. and all these androids burst into the room and i'm like crap what's this gonna be there's like okay do you try to protect do you try to protect alice do you go to the fireplace and get and get fire do you go for the gun what do you do what did you do I just, I think I protected Kara. Or you didn't get the gun? Alice. And you didn't go out of murdering spree with No, I needed gun? to protect Alice. Okay. But That's it didn't matter. Did. Because these are just, these are like workers at the park yeah. who help people. 70% of people chose to protect Alice. 26% of the people went for the gun. 1% put out, the, I didn't understand that option at all. Put out the fire. <laughs> I don't know. Why would you put out the fire? <laughs> And then 1% of the people chose to get a stick from the fire, <laughs> which is what I did. <laughs> well, well I, okay. It's another weapon, right? I exactly. assume that you're just grabbing a stick. I was grabbing it as a weapon, and I kind of rationalized it maybe after the fact <laughs> as guns only have so much ammo, and there's a whole bunch of jerry bots in here. It seemed like the best option. 1%. I don't know. Apparently it wasn't because only 1% of the players agreed with me. You are the 1%. <laughs> I, I also liked, there were a lot of, a lot of good feels in this level. Like you, you see a poster on the wall of a family mm-hmm. at, you know, enjoying an amusement park. And it's like, this could be us. Like this could be us soon. Mm-hmm. We just got to get to Canada and the three of us. Can be a family. Be a family. Luther comes over and, you know, says goodnight to mm-hmm. Alice. Yeah. Now, when you do have the gun, you have a chance to shoot or not shoot. So maybe I did grab the gun. Or maybe I ended up with the gun anyway. Because at some point, there is there is an opportunity to start shooting. But yeah. I didn't. There was also, and I didn't, I was totally oblivious when this happened during the game. But when I was watching through my videos again... There's a moment you've tucked in Alice and you're talking with Luther and Luther says, Kara, have you ever noticed anything yeah. about Alice? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, what? And that's when the Jerry bots show yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I starting there. I knew something was up, but I didn't know. I was not. I should have been thinking, though, she's an Android, but it, I just, it didn't come to mind right away. Well, and because you're spending so much time on all of the on on the two other characters Mm -hmm. like it's just not something top of mind for me chapter 22 the bridge connor and hank chit chat by the river yeah really not a whole lot here i don't think although i did wonder because i am somewhat familiar with detroit are we on belle isle and it turns out we're not oh because later on when you get to cyber life headquarters that's on belle isle okay so we couldn't have been. But. Yeah, I'm not familiar enough with Detroit to know. Yeah. It's a nice looking place, though. It was. Despite not much happening in this chapter, there's still multiple endings. And mine was Hank left Connor alone, 86%. I don't even have it written down. It, I think that's what happened, though. Okay. I mean, did Hank pull the gun on you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, so he says, you know, if I were to shoot you, what would happen? Mm-hmm. And I said, eh, nothing. And he's like, okay, but like, 
do you want to live? Do you want to not die? Mm. So th- those kinds of conversations. My, I don't my answers were kind of wibbly wobbling all over the place here. <laughs> I was somewhat deviant-ish, but, but also a little bit androidy. So Yeah, it's interesting that our other two characters are deviant at this point. Right. And Connor is still, he hasn't made that choice or he hasn't gotten to that point right. in his story. Chapter 23, the Stratford Tower. Marcus and friends sneak into the tower to broadcast a message across the city. I think city. I don't know. Maybe state, country. I don't know. It's a news channel. It could be the whole world, Yeah, it could be. I took it to be city, but either way, it's going to make it to the whole world. This is another super intense chapter. Like, we've had a lot of intense chapters with Kara. This is the first one that I was feeling pretty intense as Marcus. Sure. Yeah. So... I mean, the gameplay is kind of cool and fun, interesting, puzzly stuff. But the the real meat of this is what'd you do when the camera was on? Well, actually, I guess there's a little bit before that, right? There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot going on beforehand. There's a lot of decisions you can make. But there's not. I don't think there's any of consequence until you're right outside the newsroom door, right? Probably. Maybe. Let me ask you this. Did you lock the door? Yes. It looked like something happens if you don't. Yeah, it looks like you couldn't. And, and that that was a path in the flowchart that ended immediately. <laughs> yeah, because they say you should lock the door before we move on just to make sure. Uh-huh. But nothing really forces you to do that. No. You can just completely ignore that. So I did go back and, and lock the door. This whole this whole chapter was awesome. I love this chapter. Hmm. I loved the visuals of it because it mm-hmm. was very different than what we've been doing inside right. this nice office building. Um the colors and everything was it was really cool. Being in a completely different outfit, you know, getting the clothes right. uh, to look like a janitor android. The scaling the outside of the building was really cool. But yeah, there's a there's a point right before you get into the room that you can you have to deal with the guards somehow. Mm. And I just I just knocked them out. Yeah, I messed this up. What did you do? Uh, I, I think I just missed another QT. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm not sure if. We didn't end up killing them, but North North took them out for me. I didn't mm. end up doing it. Okay. That makes sense. But they shot Simon. Oh. He he wasn't dead. Oh. But he got shot by the guards. Oh, okay. Yeah, that didn't happen. And me. so he's like, I'm o- I'm okay. I can keep going. <laughs> and and North is like, We don't have time because she's as cold hearted as you yeah. are. Yeah. And or at least as your car is. <laughs> and apparently you're Connor. <laughs> And but you know, so I pick him up and we drag him into the newsroom. Okay. So then basically I, I don't think we have to get into all of the, the options that you picked for what are your demands because it turns out it doesn't really matter. I still have one more thing before the message. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This dude starts hightailing it out of the room yes. and they're like, he's gonna set off the alarm. Yeah, this is and I'm deal. like, boom, you're dead. <laughs> Well, no one is surprised that you shot him at this point. What people may be surprised to learn is I shot him too and was like, immediately, crap. I really shouldn't have shot this guy. Yeah, it's people are not going to be happy. Like you're, The whole point is you're sending the message out about your people and how you need to be treated better. And we just killed a human. Whoops. Yeah. And my whole message is about, yes, we need all these rights and, you know, and slavery, equal rights, justice, end of segregation. Those are the things I picked uh, and own property. And then your your options at the beginning and ending are, do you want to be forceful or do you want to be peaceful or whatever? I don't it know was exactly uh, what calm and determined. Calm and determined. Yeah. And, and I picked calm for both of them okay. because I want to be 
a, a calm guy. I want to. I want us to talk about this. Sure. I don't want to fight. Yes. Peaceful. Except that we killed this guy. Yeah. So all of the news broadcasts are like, "These terrorists uh, killed a guy," and I'm like, "Uh, crap." Okay, so I chose calm first, and yeah, I, I said like end end of slavery, recognition as you know, like living beings, civil rights. We want justice, and then I did. I chose the territory option. Because the other two, it was like reproduction rights yeah, and something else. I'm like, rights. I'm like, they're androids. I don't. Think I, mean, I don't. I don't know. I chose thing. territory, and then he's like, "We want a whole state for ourselves." Oh jeez. <laughs> we want. We want you to reserve a state of the United States so all the androids can live there. I'm like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I just want to own a house. <laughs> <laughs> but for the second part, I said determined. And this is this is where we get to where the game says something and you don't know exactly what's what's going to happen. Mm. And I say determined and Marcus is all like, if it comes down to it, it will be war. Oh, God. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Take that back. That's not at all. So I've got I'm threatening violence. I've killed a guy. Right. So, yeah, the news reports are all terrorist organization. Public opinion is going down. And I'm oh, like, man. oh, no, it's not what I meant. It, it got down to hated. Oh, wow. Public opinion is we hate these androids. Mine never got to hate it. Yikes. So you had planned to be more peaceful at this that, point. That was my, yeah, yeah. At this point, did you change your mind? Like, well, I've kind of screwed up. Maybe I should just go the, I'm going to be this revolution, <laughs> revolutionary warrior guy. Or Most of the rest of my Marcus chapters was trying to undo oh, okay. the mistakes that I had made. <laughs> There's a few different ways this chapter can end, and I got one that's only 27%, and that was the group escaped. We go up to the roof, and mm -hmm. we jump off. I don't know if it's like a parachute or whatever, but we jump off the roof yep. and make it out. Is that what you had? It is, but I think the reason mine was different is, remember, Simon got shot. Yeah. So he's just like crouched up against a wall through, through all of this, and then the cops raid the room, mm -hmm. and... I go running and they're spraying bullets all over the place and he can't even walk. And I had to choose leave him or try and save him. And I left him. Mm. I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to get him out of here and yeah. still live. And so um, mine said escaped, but Simon destroyed 21%. Gotcha. So everybody made it through for me. Oh, group escaped. Yeah. Simon, Everybody's Simon is toast. Chapter 24, public enemy. Connor meets with Amanda again. They have their little talk. And then Connor and Hank investigate the tower incident that we just took part in. Right. Which is really cool to have an immediate follow-up. Mm -hmm. And so the, the only real interesting part here is when you go to investigate the, the three androids to see which one's the deviant. How did that play out for you? I was trying to play bad cop here mm -hmm. and the, just demanding a confession. Yeah. And it said at some point that you, can, you should be able to tell by looking at them which one yeah. is deviant. And so I just kind of kept going back and forth the, to the different androids. And at one point, I was talking to one of them on the end, and the camera angle was such that I could see the other two. Mm -hmm. And the one on the other end, his head popped out yeah. and like looked. And I'm like, okay, you're my guy. Right. Um, yep, saw the same thing. Okay. And so he pulls out my heart. Uh huh. Pulls out. And so now I'm, I'm in, and my hand is stuck. And knife's your hand. Knife to, the, to the, the wall or something. And so here I am again with a countdown where I'm going to die unless I get myself out of right. here. Because it's like, Hank, Hank. And he, like, you can't, you just can't, mm -hmm. you can't get help. 
And I, man, I am moving that camera back and forth and nothing's coming up. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Finally, I'm like, oh, I got to take my knife out first. (laughs) I'm stuck. And then I was able to, I was able to recover from there. Okay. So then you get into the hallway and then what? Oh, so the dude, so the, yeah, the dude who, yeah, who attacked. Right. He's running out and, oh yeah, you come up to the hallway, it's the corridor and it's one of those, you got a few choices to make Mm -hmm. here, but it's not like you get to. It's not one of those where it tells you what's going to happen, right? This isn't right. like a pre-calculate, okay, if you do this, if you go to the left and do this, this is what's going to happen. It wasn't anything like that. Right. It was, you've got to make a decision, and I... <laughs> <laughs> Just say it, Joe. We all know what you did. <laughs> I went to the right, reached for the guy's gun, <laughs> and shot the guy down. And shot your 14th android of the game. It was like aimbot though, man. He took it and oh, he yeah. was down. I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, because your only other reasonable option is protect Hank. Uh-huh. And it says there's only a 40% chance of that succeeding. Oh, okay. And they already really foreshadowed earlier in this level, like how well, how, how good of a job androids do at shooting people and i'm like yeah if i grab this gun he's toast yeah okay so grab the gun and yeah massacre prevented 26 yep. percent yeah same one how bad would that oh yeah that must have been bad if you got the massacre ending but i mean 26 percent. so also i noticed that it looked like you had a choice of going up to the roof yeah, and I never did that. So I think that was if you don't even go into the kitchen and talk to the three androids. Mm-hmm. I think that you just go up to the roof and something else, something else happens. Yeah, I, I don't know what it would be. Massacre prevented. Chapter 25, Midnight Train. Kara, Alice, and Luther find Rose, who reluctantly agrees to help them cross the border. A cop shows up to the house looking for deviants, and Kara must convince him that all is fine there. <sighs> oh, man. Talk about intense again. <laughs> Okay, so really this is all just about the the cop scene. Yeah. So you get it you get a countdown trying to hide stuff before the before you answer the door. Mm-hmm. When I answered the door with 7 seconds to go, there were still two pieces of evidence I had not hidden. How many were you at when you answered the uh, door? I think all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Dude, I went wandering around that room like I don't know what to do. And I think the time ran out. I may have gotten one of them. I think I did the blue blood one. Even that, I'm not even sure. Okay. I don't know what I, I don't know, but I, the door answered itself. I mean, it forced me to answer the right. door. And, uh, yeah. So like, I don't know how I got, I did get through this. Okay. I got the, I got the cop to go away. What is it? Policeman left 84%. Mm-hmm. So I did do that. But man, if I were him, there's no way I would have left like I did because I was running all over this room <laughs> while this cop is in here. I'm looking for everything. I'm, <laughs> I did get the blue blood. I turning off the light so you can't see it. I told, oh, you know what? I did tell the two of them to go upstairs first. That was the only thing I was able to do before the cop okay, came in. I yeah. got Alice and Luther to go upstairs. Right. I told them to hide upstairs. Yeah, hiding in the kitchen was the dumbest idea. Yeah. Like, I closed the door to the side room where yep. we saw the one android dead. And then I took the android outfit or whatever and put it into the, the drawer or like the dresser drawer. Or okay. Well, then I think we're at the same point with two left because there's the... The, like, curio cabinet or whatever? No, I only had one left. What's the blue blood? There was a cabinet. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. And there was Did blue you, like, blood. back into to close it? And there's a light on in there? And you, or, I don't remember yes. if there's a light so, on. So, okay, there's a light on. And by closing the door, it shuts the light off. That was one of the first ones I did. 
Okay, that was, I didn't do that one until the cop was in. Mm. And I'm like walking towards the kitchen. She's just, oh, hey, ka and closes it with her hip or whatever. Yeah, so I have no idea what the other one was. So you did have one other. So I had you, one left. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it was, did you touch the magazine at all on the counter? I don't think so. There's, there was, you know, one of those magazines and you could flip yeah, through it. I had read it earlier. So you did. You mm-hmm. did. You had touched it. And I bet you, you didn't put it back to the first page. Mm, probably not. Because it ends with like, it's like a Cara model advertisement or Are something. Are you serious? And so I think that's what it is. Oh, that makes sense. Because I mean, if I'm the cop and I'm looking at that and I'm looking at this, this <laughs> girl who says that. Right. But yeah, I made it through. Whew, I told the I told the son to calm down. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it through this. That was one I I didn't pick an option before time ran out. Oh. And I was like, oh, God, he's going to blow <laughs> he's it. Free, he was freaking out. He was so scared. Oh, man. So that was a, yeah, another crazy intense one. At some point, uh, like there's noise upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, what if I didn't tell them to go upstairs? Or what if I and then it asked, is there anybody else in the house? And I said, yeah, my daughter's upstairs. She's right. sick. What if I hadn't said that? Like, I don't I don't know what would have happened. Uh-huh. 85% though. So chapter 26, Capital Park, Marcus and crew attack CyberLife stores to free the androids there. They also leave a message at the park. This has the best quote of the game in it. <laughs> North says, you're too fond of humans, Josh. Maybe their lives matter to, to you more than ours. Huh. Because you're Josh. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're just too fond of humans, Josh. I am too fond of humans. Quite like humans, as a matter of fact. Okay, so I, I assume that getting into and, and activating all the androids is the same. What kind of messages did you leave? I assume you left pacifists. Yeah, I was 100% pacifist for the symbol. I chose the one that sort of looked like a peace symbol with sort of like combination peace symbol, human, yeah. you know, humanoid mm-hmm. body, I guess. Yeah. The first one I did, I don't remember what it was, but it was apparently violent. <laughs> uh, i'm like no 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 i'm well, trying yeah, like the, they're the options with the lights and the signs and i'm like i don't know which option right. is the good one yeah right. and yeah but i just lucked out and got all of i them. was able to get the percentage in my favor and it was fine by the end but then you have one more choice the cops show up and you can go up to them and the androids have them you know on their knees and you are given a gun and you are told to do something about right this. north You're, of course wants you to yeah, blow she, their brains she out thinks violence is the answer. Their blood, right? and, and maybe it's true. Shoot, spare, or don't make a decision. Well, you can't not make. No, a no, seriously. Well, one I know, of the three. But, but you can't. Oh, like, okay. You have to make right. this. Yeah. Like you're the leader of the revolution. You have to make a decision. Sure. So I of course spared them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. God, that's boring. Well, maybe if you would have continued on your streak. <laughs> so only sixty-two percent spared the cops. Huh. I didn't write that one down. Okay. Cool. All right. We're getting close to the end here. Chapter twenty-seven. Meet Kamsky. Connor and Hank visit Elijah Kamsky, founder of CyberLife and creator of the first android to pass the Turing test. Dude, it's it's our main menu robot, Chloe. Yeah. She answers the door. I'm like, this right. is awesome. And there's a whole bunch and of them there's in there. like four more. Yeah, it's there. kind of freaky. Swimming in a pool that looks like it's filled with blood. Okay, look at it again. I think the walls are just red. I think that's what it is. I think the walls and the floor are red. I don't think the water is red. I don't think there are lights. I think it's just the floor okay it's painted or it's, it's weird. just that's Either just way, the color it looks like a pool of blood yes that's true okay cool we come to the kamsky test and he tells and you can see this coming the whole oh, time yeah and totally. i am physically verbally out loud saying come on don't make me do this don't make me do this okay so it's a really simple setup here shoot chloe we're not we're not playing like the strange i know we're right. not playing okay 
<laughs> Shoot this Chloe bot and Kamsky will tell us everything that we need to know. Right. Or don't. And we walk away with nothing. Mm-hmm. I actually did kind of struggle with this one. Yeah. Because I don't want to shoot her because I don't want to kill people. Mm -hmm. But I do want to shoot her for two reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Two reasons? The one reason is to get the information you need. Why else do you want to kill her? Because the other reason seems like that's what maybe what Connor would be programmed to do. That's kind of what I'm feeling. To kill people? But, but... Hank is, but the other reason that I'm not wanting to shoot her is Hank is saying, don't shoot her. Mm -hmm. And I'm programmed to listen to Hank. And so I'm thinking I can get out of this by not shooting her. And when Hank is like, I don't know, maybe you're a deviant son. I can say, I don't know why you would say that, Lieutenant Hank. I was merely doing as you instructed me Mm -hmm. to do. And you don't Mm -hmm. because I didn't shoot her. And that is not ever an option Mm -hmm. of dialogue. that's everything you just said is what I was thinking as well. I, my, my decision to not shoot her what was mostly influenced because right, right before that happens and while it's happening, Hank's like, don't, don't, yeah. don't do this. Don't, don't play around with this guy. Cause he already saw you gun down one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, if he's okay, if he's, if he doesn't want me to do it and he doesn't care, like he hates androids and he wants this information and he's the, he's not saying do it. Well, okay. I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. Hmm. But there are a bunch of Chloe robots. We, we could just kill off one, right? It would have been okay. Well, didn't he say that this was the first one? I took I took that to mean this was the first. The Chloe bot is the, the first Chloe model. Was the first. Yeah, I, think I got the impression that he meant this one that you're about to destroy mm-hmm. was the first ever Chloe bot. Yeah, maybe Hank thought Connor made the right decision. Eighty five percent. Yep. We should have been doing survey questions. Do you think that technology could become a threat to mankind? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a yeah. simple question. 72% yes. What are the other people thinking? I, I have no idea. Well, you know, technology could save us. No matter what problem we come up with, whatever problem happens because that's of technology, we will get technology to save it. If you had to live on a, a deserted island, what would you take? Uh, a book? A cell phone? Pen and paper? A console? I assume that means a video game console. Yeah, yeah. Or an instrument? Apparently I said cell phone. What? Yeah, and... My simple reasoning was, that's the only thing that can help me get off this deserted island. Like, why am I on this deserted island? I know you're not supposed to analyze these questions too right. much, but if I'm on a deserted island, am I there by choice and I want to be there? And if and this is just like, what do you want to bring with you, this one thing? Mm-hmm. I, but I took it like, you know what? Given all the other things, if, I, if, if, if a console is given to me as an option, I must have electricity and can use it, right? If I'm, giving a cell, if I'm given a cell phone, it must be working. And that's what I'm going to want to be. I want to be able to communicate with the outside world, even if it's not to save okay. me immediately. But I want to be able to communicate with I'm not I don't want to be alone. Right. right. But I was thinking you had a pen and paper would be the thing that I would really I would really choose if, if I went. If cell phone was an option. Thought, you know, okay. Maybe I could become a better guitarist or something. 15 percent book, 22 percent cell phone, 21 pen and paper, only 13 console uh, and 20 instrument. Are you dependent on technology, Joe? I ab- I ab- absolutely am dependent on technology. Yeah, me too. I, I don't I don't whether I want to or not. Like right. I'm absolutely dependent on technology. You know, te- the word technology just can mean just about anything. Oh yeah. Uh, even the fact that I have running water to my house counts as technology. So I'm not sure that I would call that technology anymore. But sure. Anymore? I mean, it was at one point. So it was at one point. If that were to go away, though, yeah, that would suck. Okay. Seventy-eight percent agreed with us. All right. Let's we'll come back to those questions later. Chapter 28, Freedom March. Marcus leads a march through the streets, converting as many androids as he can along the way. 
the beginning. So I just said that, but the beginning is before the march, and there's a little time with Marcus alone, and North shows up, mm-hmm. and they have a little conversation. Anything interesting going on there with you? Yeah, yeah. Turn North into a lover. Lover status. So you yeah. got it too. It, it's really that simple. Did- you just upgrade them. <laughs> when this happened, did like when this happened to me? I was having flashbacks of Mass Effect One and my relationship with Ashley, where I was going for the relationship with Ashley, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I knew she was a horrible person. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But they have this whole like touching hands and doing this crazy connection. Yeah, where they start to share each other's right memories, see all things. their memories, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's. I'm glad that's not how yeah, it works for humans. Glad I'm not a robot. But if I were a robot, maybe I would like that. So yeah, this uh, this Freedom March is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. We know that the androids can go deviant by somehow choosing it. Like they're just somehow breaking through, right? They just they've they've had enough, right? right? Of whatever situation that they're in, and they get themselves out of it. Two, Marcus can just touch them, yeah, and he converts them. That's strange to me that those are those are two ways to do it. Now he's doing it remotely. He's waving people oh, yeah. from the from the streets, like, "Hey, you're on my side now." And right. it's not, I don't think that he's, you know, like controlling them, but he is releasing them from and giving them the choice to do what they want. It's just that all of them te- just choose to go with him. Yeah, they, they're all just blindly following Marcus. Yeah, it's, it's a little strange. Yeah. But he manages to manages to amass quite a large group. At some point, a cop is like pointing a gun at you and you can choose to do something and raise your hands. Mm-hmm. And I boosh, raise hands. Yep. And all everybody raises yeah. hands at the same time. I'm feeling Dude. a lot of our options here are going to be the same. Uh, I'm like, if I'm that cop, I'm feeling the same way. Like, what the crap is going on here? Right. I've um, got 300 androids with their arms. I'm fearing in for my life. Uh, you get to the end, and I don't know if it's the army is there because these guys seem like they're more than just cops, right? But the army is starting to show up, and you would think National Guard something. The army is not actually supposed to. Operate on our own some sort soil. of military, federal military it's called thing, posse comitatus or something, or like maybe that. it is because National Guard is a state, right? Isn't that how exactly. things work? So they say that this gathering of ours is illegal and to stop. Mm-hmm. And so you've got a lot of choices here. Again, these pacifists and violent options, and you can stand your ground or charge or whatever. And the rule follower in me, because I'm such a rule follower, <laughs> is like, he's right. This is an illegal <laughs> gathering. Like you can have marches, but you have to get like licenses for this, and I don't have permits. But but the option isn't this is an illegal march, so we're gonna mow you down in the streets, and that's what he says he's gonna do. Yeah, and that's what they do do. They do do. They do. You just said do do. (laughs) So I assume you did stand ground. Yep. A couple times. Yep. And yeah, more and more people start falling. And they finally give you the choice to start fighting back or run or sacrifice yourself. Right. And I said sacrifice. Me too. Uh, It's okay, though, because Mr. John, the security guard, comes Uh and saves us. Right. So if we didn't do anything, like if we didn't let him go or if we killed him earlier, like would would this be the end for Marcus? I don't know. I wonder. Or I wonder if someone else would come and save him. But there's so many other androids there. Sure, but like like one of the the friends, like. Oh, your Simon's already dead, but maybe maybe oh, it would have been Simon or, right. or North. Ooh, Yikes. that would have changed things a little bit. Yeah. See, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go back mm-hmm. and change all of these. Replay everything. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just look up a guide for that. No, no, no. I need you to do this. <laughs> John gave his life to save Marcus thirty six percent. 
Yeah. I so I got the same one. Okay. So I got another question for you. Okay. Which technology do you most anticipate? Oh, this is an easy one. Space tourism. Absolutely. Really? Yes. No, like all these other things, androids, flying cars, brain connected devices, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if I can be, if I can be out of the earth yeah, and be up in space, space safely and, and experience weightlessness for more than just a few seconds, that would be fantastic. It would be fantastic. And I would be right there with you, except that I'm not sure that my body could physically handle it. <laughs> so I went with brain connected devices, which was the second highest option at 33%. Androids was 36 Blind cars, which is stupid. Don't, <laughs> that's just a terrible idea. Twelve uh, percent and space tourism, nineteen percent. I mean, I just feel like brain-connected devices is the least likely out of all of these. Although I suppose if we get androids to the point where they are conscious, I mean, maybe we would be able to do brain-connected devices. But mm -hmm. that just seems yeah. so far-fetched. I don't, I don't know if I want anything wired up to my brain. I don't think brain-connected devices that far off. You don't think so? No. Like, what? What do you think the first sort of like? I don't want to say product, but I don't know, what like is the a, first thing going to be? Like a legit mood ring. Oh, that detects your mood. Yeah, and, sure. And you could totally, like a little, totally the little that, circle, right? right? They call yeah, them the LEDs yeah. on the side of the Android's yeah, head. Because yeah, yeah. those things kept changing color. And I just saw two colors. Was it just two colors? Is it just blue and like a reddish, whatever? There was like a yellow also. Okay. I, I don't know what those meant. I don't know if they meant, yeah, oh, I, I'm thinking deviant thoughts. I couldn't really figure or it like it would happen like when uh, Connor's processing things or mm -hmm. doing reports or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. I wish this was a video podcast for everybody to see you. I have repeatedly left a mark on my head from circling it with my <laughs> finger. Yes. All right. Back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. M&M's from Detroit. Yeah, that's true. What street? Eight mile. That's right. I almost said nine mile. That's not right. Most which here's another quick geography fact for most of our listeners. Eight Mile in Detroit, the vast majority of it, not scary ghetto at all. <laughs> There's a lot of really nice houses on Eight Mile. It's not all terrible. It's eight miles long, I assume. Theoretically. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of streets in the state of Michigan that are named some digit mile. Oh. And I don't really get it. Chapter 29, last chance, Connor. Connor meets with Amanda yet again. And back at the police station, Connor and Hank are told the FBI is taking over this case. But Connor takes one last stab at finding... Jericho. He does not want to give up. Yeah. This is kind of a cool level because you get to go down into the evidence room and hear a whole lot of the choices that you've made in this game yeah. really come to fruition. This is really cool. I had Connor start to question things, like really start to question things by this chapter. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to move him along on an arc of some kind. But yeah, you, you go down to solve the mystery basically and you've got all these different pieces and there's a countdown still uh-huh so you can't you can't just take your time with this one but i imagine yeah based on all the things that you've done you might not get an answer is it possible that you could leave without knowing where jericho is it seems like that'd make the rest of the game difficult maybe connor <laughs> maybe connor's story just ends here you just can't figure it out maybe but i would think that there's no matter what happens there's got to be enough information here to figure it out but then what if the time runs out so i don't know so would you like to hear how high I did it, or do you want to share your story? Go for it. Okay. Uh, here's how I solved the mystery. Because mm -hmm. I'm sure it's going to be basically the same. Given that, given a lot of the things that we've done. Well, well, I think there's probably only one way to yeah, do I've it. I've got the two Eden robots there. Oh, I don't have the Eden robots Yeah. There. So they take up a lot of room. They're big. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got Simon there. Oh, that sucks. So we... Probably didn't do this the same well, way. I, it, we may, we still may have ended up in the, with this, at the same result. So 
there's a lot of androids. They're all missing pieces that can't mm-hmm. be turned on. The one on the right is from the tower. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy who attacked That's us. Simon for me, but okay. Really? The guy from the broadcast room? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's he, second to the right for, for me. Oh, okay. But yeah. he's still there. Yeah. So he's the only one who seems like we can very easily find the missing part and get mm-hmm. him turned back on. Right. So I go and find another robot. I don't remember which one it is, but I yeah. grab a piece off that as the first one, I think. I think it's the it's the one from the rooftop. Oh, okay. Who looks like Simon. It's so weird right. to see all these different copies of the same <laughs> right. android. Yeah. So I power on the broadcast room android. He can't see. He's just listening. He's like, Marcus, is that you? And <sighs> stupid me does not. I'm like, no, whatever. I'm, and I'm trying to get some kind of information. I'm trying to get him to tell me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell you. Whatever. I'm not going to tell you what Jericho is. And then he goes away. Okay. Then I find a recording of Marcus. Mm-hmm. Get his voice sample yep. so I can speak like him. Go back and be like, hey, I'm Marcus, man. You, you helped us. You saved Jericho. By the way, where's Jericho again? <laughs> He's like, all right, yeah, I'll help you. And then you touch him and you get the information from okay, him. Okay, so it's not really that, that different for me because I, I went to Simon and I'm like, hey, where, where's Jericho? And he's like, I'm not helping you. And I then I did the same thing and sampled Marcus's voice and then, oh, I can't see you. Mm. You sure you're Marcus? Yep. To- totes. <laughs> like, yeah, you can totally trust me now. And he spills the beans. Okay. So the Loose ending. Android lips. <laughs> Sink Jericho. That's yes, right. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. You like that? Yeah. So the ending here changes not based on that, but on this other character, Gavin, that we haven't talked about. Right. So we see him, or I saw him on the way down to this room. He yeah. tried to approach us before we entered the door, mm-hmm. and I just ignored him and kept going. That's what I did too. But he's definitely doesn't like. He definitely doesn't like us. He's oh, like beating he us up before. He hates us. Yeah. So in this case, he comes down. And there's a QTE battle, and mm-hmm. uh, I inc- I incapacitated him. No problem, because I don't have any problems with these button prompts. <laughs> uh, Connor, At this point, I was doing okay, okay with the QTEs. Connor incapacitated Gavin, 62%. Yeah, same for me. Okay, boring. Now we make it to the most insane chapter. Well, let's save for the last one. Chapter 30, Crossroads. Uh, this is where we finally get everybody together in the finally. same chapter. We're constantly finally. swapping. So... Rose takes Kara, Alice, and Luther to Jericho, tells them that those people will help you. Uh, Kara goes in and does find Marcus, who agrees to help them. Meanwhile, Connor is searching for Jericho and finds it, and he's looking for Marcus. Meanwhile, Marcus is fighting to protect Jericho. Like, he's just, it's under attack. Maybe this doesn't happen. I assume if Connor finds it, yeah. then this, it's going to be under attack, right. and, and Marcus spends most of the time just trying to deal with that yeah. threat. Ooh, so we got all kinds of different possibilities here, maybe. But but at the beginning, roughly, is when you find out about Alice. Yeah, so from Kara's point of view, she talks to Marcus, and uh, yeah, when she goes back down stairs from seeing Marcus, she sees Alice. Except that it's, it's a not different Alice. Alice because she's got the here's my finger going around my uh-huh. temple again. There's right. a LED there, and which I didn't even notice at first. I was like, wait, she's in different clothes. She's in different clothes. Different location. Yeah. And she's like, oh, crap. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew that Luther was going to say something at some point. Right. He's right. been saying he, a couple he, things. He, well, and he tried to talk to yeah. me about something in this level. Yeah. He right. said something again right before going up to see Marcus. Mm-hmm. So I knew something was coming. And so I wasn't that shocked by it. But I was like, oh, OK, this isn't the relationship I thought it was. Right. But but I did take a moment and, and stop to think like. 
does this change anything? And it, it didn't for me. Like it's still, it's still my kid. Like we're, we're still, we're still trying to be a family. And we thought that it was going to be a mixed family and it's not. And that's okay. I don't remember feeling anything really. Hmm. Well, because your soul is dead yeah. and from murdering all of the people. Probably. The, throughout the rest of the game. I had a lot of feels. But you see a, a quick flashback to when you're cleaning up Todd's house mm-hmm. and unless you didn't do this, but you pick up a pamphlet in Todd's room and it's it's got the flyer advertisement for an Alice bot. You know, I I think I did see the pamphlet, but I don't remember seeing the Alice bot. Yeah, because looking back while taking these notes, when you pick that thing up, Back when you're actually playing that chapter, mm-hmm. it's all blurry. Oh. And so this is the reveal that you've known this the whole time. That you, Kara, have known this, but you've just been ignoring it or you just couldn't you just couldn't accept it. Huh. And so it says right on there that you know, the perfect child. I don't remember the price. Yeah. I don't know how much children cost. Right. But so so in actuality, Todd's wife left him. Yeah. And took the kid. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he has decided to purchase a fake child, a robot, android child, and treat it like crap. I may or may not know more information on that later in the game. You're just going to have to wait. Crap. Okay. (laughs) Uh, If we're continuing along Kara's part of this chapter, yes, Alice is an android. During the attack, I don't know if I had a choice, but Luther dies. Does he die for you? No. There's, There's a point where I have an option to help him. Yeah. And we're running along and he gets shot or something and and we do leave him behind, but he makes it out. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> but I didn't shoot him this time. <laughs> yeah, at least it wasn't you this time, horrible monster. Uh, by the end, we're about to j- like jump off the ship and we're being chased by uh, the troops. And your option is to like turn around or like, I don't, I don't even know what the, all the options were because I just immediately took play dead. Uh, well, the first option is like run or do something else or whatever. And I did pick run. Oh, yeah. And they start spraying bullets towards us. And I didn't get hit, but we fall down. And, and then we play, I chose the option of play dead. Okay. I immediately just, <laughs> just jumped on the ground. And then they, and then they start walking up to him and there's an option to, like try to move to protect Alice or just don't move. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, you can't move. You're yeah, you can't this move. Thing. Duh. Dead people don't move. I, th- I thought for sure I was going to die. I thought that was it. I was really nervous. Okay. Going. Well, and I wasn't worried about me. I was like, don't move Alice. Don't move Alice. Right. I, yeah. I was definitely thinking that she was going to give us away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, going to Connor here. Mm. Okay, so Connor confronts Marcus yeah. on the ship. This is far earlier in the level, but yes. and Because <laughs> it's before the assault. Yeah, it's, the timing's <laughs> kind of weird here. This was the strangest conversation I've ever had. It was really weird. <laughs> so, because you've got them talking to each other. One's trying to, they're both trying to convince each other to stop what they're doing, right? Mm. But you're, you're, you're choosing both conversation options. Like, you're, you're playing both sides. Right. What? <laughs> what? So basically, whatever you want to happen, you have total control over. You can make it happen. So what, what, what did you do? Mine got all weird flippy floppy because I couldn't really figure out exactly how I wanted this to play out. But, mm. but eventually you get to the point where it asks you if you want to become deviant. Yeah. You can choose not to. And you can choose not to. I chose let's go deviant. Yeah, totally. Let's do it. 
Sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it just, I don't know if the game's like, I don't know if this is part of the message that I, I'm actually the person in control here, me as the player. Now, there are mm. a lot of games out there that, that do that with yeah. a story. They, oh, the, the twist at the end is that you're actually the, the person playing and the game's communicating to you as a player. Right. I know they're not like explicitly doing that, but it felt like that. Mm-hmm. Like they were trying to say something here, especially because if we talk to, we talk about Chloe later on, one part, she starts talking about how I've been watching you play for a while now and yada, yada, yada. So we get to that in, in a little bit, but that, it just kind of felt like that. There were massive sections of the flow chart that I did not see from Connor's point of view. And I assume it's because I made that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. But he, he did end with escaping with Jericho's people 76%. Mm-hmm. Is that what you had to? Yeah. We should probably go back to the survey. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, can we at least finish this chapter? And then we oh, can... I thought we were done. <laughs> no, because we have Marcus here. Oh, we right. haven't talked about Marcus at right, all. Right, right, yeah, so, because, right. Because you get three flow charts at the end of this level. Yeah, which was interesting. All right. So they're trying to convince Marcus. Trying to, his crew are trying to convince him to go one way or the other here. What mm-hmm. should we do? And I say we should try talking to the humans again. One more time. Let's just try to do the pacifist mm-hmm. route here. Let's talk to them and see if we can get something going. North says that there's some dude who came by and said he planted some explosives in a truck somewhere and she's got the detonator. Oh, yeah. A dirty bomb. Yeah. Right? And she's like, here, take it. I'm like, nah, I don't want that detonator. Yeah. I'm not going to be responsible see, for I this. See, I wanted a third option. Which was I wanted take to, like, it and take throw it, it away. And smash yeah. it or something. Because I don't want to leave a dirty bomb detonator with North. <laughs> it's like a really bad idea. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have the opportunity to kiss North because she's at lover status. Mm-hmm. And of course, I take that opportunity. Of course. Uh, at some point, I have to make a decision to save North or leave her behind. Hold on. Is this the first time you've kissed North? Yes, it is. <laughs> what are you slacking for? <laughs> Where else can I, when else can I kiss her? Uh, the scene where you attack the Cyberlife store. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Where this she is... sees where she sees herself, basically. One of the. Nope. No, 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 no. Well, she sees one of her models, right? In the store. I don't think that happened for me. Okay. I know why you didn't get this. Because when you go to knock the, dro- the drone out of the air, mm-hmm. it's, it's simple. You've done this before. Except I screwed it up. <laughs> 1% of people failed to, to <laughs> knock the drone out of the air. Fortunately, North handles it for us. But not before it calls the cops. Oh. So... In in very short order, a police car comes rolling down the street. Oh yeah, I had that too. Okay, you did have I that. I did have that. And so you have the option of like hide behind a car. I forgot if she was not happy with me though. Oh no no no! It was absolutely <laughs> the wrong choice to duck into that bus stop and kiss her. No, it was right. I got it. I I didn't get caught. Right, that was all that mattered well, at I that point. Well, I didn't get caught, but but that was a big red arrow down. Yeah, it was. After I kissed her. Though. Yeah, I thought that was it. That was yeah, over. That was. Don't do that, guys. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't ever do things like that. Terrible idea. The, it, I never I, would have done that in real life, but I would have been ducking behind. Well, the car. maybe not actually kiss, but maybe look like, like you know, like head side by side or something like that. Maybe not. Maybe whatever. Anyway, <laughs> this is this is this one part I remember because it really pulled me out of the game because her like the, her tone with me was at a certain level of you know pretty good. Mm-hmm. She gets super upset with me for this kissing thing, right? And then the very next thing she says goes back to being. Like like she was before, right? And it, I would have expected a longer time to 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 cool down, yeah. right? Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so back to Jericho. <laughs> Man, I save North, and we blow up Jericho. Yep. I feel like there's a you don't have to blow up Jericho. 
but in this case, I yeah, did. it seemed like you didn't have to. Okay. But it seemed like if you didn't, a whole lot more androids are going to die. I end with Marcus fled with his people, 88%. Yeah. So that's pretty common. But listen, I've got Simon with me, 53%. Yeah, I've got Josh with me, 84%. Yep. I have North with me, 79%. Mm-hmm. And I have Connor with me, 73%. I have everybody with me. Nobody's died. Yeah. You just don't have Simon. Huh? I just don't have Simon. I've got everybody but Simon. Because hmm. I tricked him in the evidence <laughs> locker. <laughs> Nice friend you are, Josh. Yeah, well, I left him to die, and then I tricked him. Back to the survey? You you want to go back to the survey? Let's, Let's go, go back, back to the survey. Well, we're only like halfway through the survey, and really? we only have, uh, what, one more level? We are halfway more? through. Hit me. Do you believe in God? Yes, no, or don't know? <laughs> uh, this is a big old no. This was, I was surprised, somewhat surprised by these results. I, I don't think it's a surprise. Like, anybody who's listened to our previous episodes knows I do... 36% said yes, 19% said don't know. I wasn't surprised that the don't know was high-ish. Sure. Kind of surprised at no being 45. Well, but being in the United States in particular, I'm used to feeling like a minority in this case, but this game was released worldwide. It's and I don't kind know of funny that you say that because in the United States, I feel like a minority in this case too. Well, that's really strange because that's just uh I don't know if it's if it's media, if it's we have the Bible Belt. We have so many messed up laws and things around different states. <laughs> well, but those it, laws are all super old. Yeah, but a lot of them are like you have different states trying to eliminate certain things from school curriculums. A lot of places have laws where Maybe it's just here because we're not in the Bible Belt. Maybe when, when I when I think about things like this, I think about A, I'm not in the Bible Belt. B, I work in technology. Sure. So I'm around more people who just want to put all of their faith in science and things like that so mm-hmm. they don't believe in in well and, and even just saying believing in god is kind of a weird sure way to phrase that question but you know so that's how i kind of write it off as to why i feel kind of like a minority for believing in god in the united states because i know a whole lot of people who don't interesting so i i given that it's a global game and if you if you see polls and things, that's the other thing is you yeah. see you see polls and you see that yeah the belief is dropping in the United States, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty high compared to many other countries. And I don't know if it's just if it's just like less of a social stigma in other countries. You know, you might still have people who don't don't really believe, but still will say so because right. they feel like they need to. Right. Or even if they don't really attend church regularly, they'll still consider themselves, or yeah. you know, they still they still believe in a God, right? Right. Um. But yeah, I was a little surprised at the at the at the no. Well, combined no, don't know. But you know, I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Would you let an android take care of your children? And this works because we both have children. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Right? So yes, no, don't know. Uh, I said no. Twenty four percent. I said don't know. Interesting. Because it depends on the android. I think. Okay. Like what kind of android? Maybe. And I think it maybe depends on the age of my children. Sure. And you know, my oldest is. 10 she's pretty self-sufficient it might be okay i don't know that's why i said that's why i said don't know yeah 49 said yes yeah i wonder how many of those 49 percent have children yeah that's a that's a good point uh, i don't remember exactly why it was a hard no on this i just it was something it's just a matter of i don't actually know these things these things don't exist for real exactly and it's sort of a fear of the unknown i think right. yep and at this point uh, I can't even trust my computer to work reliably. Um, <laughs> right. 
So I, I would have to see. You don't look, want it like chopping up vegetables for the kid and then have a software bug and it well, it's like, slices the kid's arm off. It's kind of like, you know, when we go back to that, what technology are you looking forward to? Mm-hmm. It didn't say autonomous cars. Right. It said and flying cars. It said flying cars. Come on. Flying cars. Right. I'm no. really interested in autonomous cars. The same thing applies here, though, where mm-hmm. at the, th- the first thought of it, it's like, I don't really, I don't really want to trust that. But if it were to actually come out, and we were actually able to show you're much safer in an autonomous car, then right. I'd be all for it. And I, yeah. would, I would think that'd be great. Same deal with this Android thing. I'd like to think that if they were actually there and there are no incidents, it, okay, first time for everything, whatever, but I'd be more inclined to say yes. Yeah. How much time per day do you spend on electronics? One hour? Two hours? Four hours? More? Or don't know? Listen. <laughs> There's no judgment here. Listen, we're both programmers. Exactly. <laughs> we make a living by being on an electronic device. Exactly. So this was obviously more than four hours. Yeah, it has to be more or else I don't bring home a paycheck. So <laughs> 65% also said more. Yeah. Let's, don't uh, know, let's don't do, know is 5%? I, <laughs> right, yeah. Let's do one more. Okay. If you needed emergency surgery, would you agree to be operated on by a machine? Yes, no, don't know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is like a no-brainer. Like there's already basically machines doing surgery right so machines can be very accurate but that makes me think why was this an easy yes and the child care one no for me yeah. it's robots taking care of something important right living things right for me though it's the robot's not going to be doing it by itself like i feel like there's going to be somebody else there right, right. like other and doctors a, and things and it's a specialized machine yes that's designed to do one thing like well, remove this piece of cancer. Well, or, maybe that's why we're saying an easy yes. Right. Maybe it's we're like, well, yeah, no, it's a special. I mean, this is like well, a machine machine, not Android. That's OK. And yeah. then maybe that's why I was thinking that, because right. if it was like a general purpose Android or you know, a ro- uh, an Android that looks human, right, has a human mm-hmm. body, moves around like a human. Right. And it's just been loaded up with doctor software, surgery <laughs> software. <laughs> right. right? Um, Surgeon simulator. Pass this. Oh, my God. No way. Uh, no, no, thank you. I, that'd be a hard no. But yeah, it, since it is just machine, that seems like an easy yes. Yeah, if it was Android, my answer would be different. Right, okay. We'll save the last one for Could, later. Yeah, the, the, the last one could be a difficult one to answer. Chapter 31, Night of the Soul. Marcus decides whether to march peacefully or to launch an assault. There's actually a little bit before this, if Carl has died. Carl, the guy that you took care of. Back at the beginning of the day of uh, the game, because it seems like it's possible that for Carl not to die, mm-hmm. uh, you stop at his grave. Yes. And you're all like, Carl, I just need some help with this. You know, what can I do? And mm-hmm. or at least that's the those are the choices I made when talking to myself. Yeah. And then his son shows up. I didn't realize that was him at first. But yeah, you walk past like Marcus and Leo walk past each other. Right. And they give each other these strange looks. Yeah. And I am freaking out at this moment. like. He's going to blow my cover like something is going to happen here. And and also in the back of my mind going, this guy doesn't care about his dad. Why is he even here? But that's that's a really crappy judgmental thing Mm. for me to say. I was thinking, who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Why are we looking at each other like this? So, yeah, your big choice here. Revolution or demonstration? Yeah, demonstration. Yeah. No. What? No. You went revolution? Yes, I want revolution. Oh boy! So at this point, because I've I've been more peaceful, I've gotten the people back kind of on my side. I think they're just a little bit above indifferent, so that's good. But I'm going to be marching toward a facility that the people aren't running. 
Because we're going to go to a camp. We're going to go to the camp and try to save the androids who are there. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, they're bringing all the androids together and just destroying them. Yeah. Right? Like a mass recall. Mm -hmm. And that's not who I'm going to be approaching. I'm going to be dealing with people who are already destroying us. Any sort of peaceful demonstration, doesn't matter. We're getting mowed down, is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And... So I'm thinking, you know what, this is, in a, this is a time where I'm going to have to resort to violence because the alternative is just, it's just, it's just a complete waste of time. So I'm, I'm guessing that's not what happens because you played that part, but I'm, I don't know, maybe it was a complete waste of time for you, <laughs> but it's like violence doesn't solve the problem or violence never solves a problem or whatever that phrase is. It's not true. Like all <laughs> kinds of times, <laughs> violence makes a difference, right? Let's just look at history. All the major things that happen in history. It's like how we tell our kids that cheaters never prosper. And yeah, cheaters no, prosper cheaters prosper all, all the, the time. time. So this, I thought, you know what? This is this is gonna, this is a time in history where we have to resort to violence. Sorry. Okay, so I want to hear. You got to keep going. Tell me how, how this plays out for you. This well, is not what I chose. Well, but this is this is uh, this is this is the end of this chapter, though. All right. Well, I I chose demonstration, not revolution. Okay. Uh, Marcus chose to fight for his people's forty percent. Uh, what was interesting here is that Connor had an entire flowchart that I did not see anything of. Like, I didn't take control of Connor at all in this, but he has a flowchart. Yeah, I was very curious about that, too. I figured it must be if you didn't go deviant, yeah. then maybe you're doing something to help plan something else, I guess. Yeah, that would make sense. That takes us to the final chapter, Battle for Detroit. This is really interesting because... For every single one of our three characters, there are two completely different flowcharts. So, depending on what has happened before. For Connor, this is either Connor at Cyberlife or this is Connor's last mission. And there's two completely different flowcharts for them. For Kara, this is Kara leaving Detroit or Kara was captured. And for Marcus, this is obviously Revolution or Demonstration. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to start? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to start with Connor. Okay. So, this is Connor at Cyberlife mm -hmm. because... He has become deviant. He's on Marcus's side. And he's like, listen, they trust me. I'm going to go to Cyberlife and I'm going to free a bunch of androids there. Right. Shouldn't be a problem. Okay, cool. So I go to Cyberlife, get in the building, follow a guard to the elevator, inside the elevator, take out the guards, leave the elevator using the guard as a shield. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I completely fail the button prompts. Oh, no. <laughs> I seem to remember just a few short minutes ago, you making fun of me for failing the button prompts. So, all right. I'm a little upset with this. I, I accept it. I accept the consequences, but I'm a little upset with this because I saw three different button prompts, you know, probably circle X, yeah. triangle, something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. I took those to be different choices. Oh. And so I pushed one of them. Mm -hmm. And then did nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. So each oh, of the right, each of the button prompts the has ones. the little like timer circle going around the button. Right. And I I stop for a second thinking, I gotta make a choice. Which one should I do? I don't even know why, like how am I gonna make this decision? So I just do the first one. And the other timers keep going. And by the time I realize that I'm supposed to be pushing those buttons, done. I'm shot in the head, I'm dead. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you serious? Serious. And I thought, oh, crap, so close to the end. I got to restart. I've got to restart this chapter, but I, I, I restrain. I do not. Oh my gosh. Would you like to explain what happens to your Connor? Uh, <laughs> oh man. So yeah, you're supposed to push all of them and then he just shoots all three makes, That makes sense. I yeah, get yeah. that. Okay. You would like this because, so you shoot three guards and you 
see all you know all of these other i think that no that are they connor they're not connors i don't remember what they are but you go to start converting one of them out pops a connor with hank uh a connor that is not deviant uh oh pops out with hank and says essentially i think you better rethink what you're doing here buddy and you get into a, a QT fight scene with Bad Connor. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And you know what's happening. You know what's going to happen because the camera's going all over the place. And it just looks like two... I don't even know which Connor is the right <laughs> Connor at this point. Uh-huh. And so they finally stop fighting. And at this point, Hank has gotten a gun. Because oh. in the fight, you know, one of them gets kicked off, as you would expect. And Hank has to figure out which Connor to shoot. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And so one of the Connors says, ask me a question that only I would know. And so I think the first one was, what's my dog's name? And I'm like, no problem. It's Sumo. Sumo, yep. I get Sumo. And the other Connor says, well, I knew that because I downloaded, like... Because I downloaded the file or something like that. Like anybody could have known that or whatever. Okay. And so it's like, ask another question. What was my son's name? Cole. And it's Cole. And I knew this one. Thank Whew. goodness I knew this one. And so it eventually ends with him shooting Bad Connor. Oh, so you got the good ending. I got the good ending. Congratulations. Yes. And and then he, he lets loose all of these. Like he turns all of these androids deviant. And so that's that's how that part of it ends. I did. I did have like a. I guess it was a flashback when I was dying. Dying. <laughs> my life didn't flash before my eyes, but there was a a scene with Amanda, and she's you know we've betrayed her, right? I, yeah. Connor's betrayed her, and there was just some conversation. I was just so flabbergasted at what was going on that I wasn't <laughs> even paying attention. <laughs> All right, so I guess we move on to Marcus at this point. No, we're going to Kara. So Kara. <laughs> yeah, we're going oh, to Kara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's. I, we haven't talked Cara about Kara yet. Right. Okay, so. Kara didn't get captured in the previous right. chapter, so we're doing the Kara leaving Detroit flowchart. Mm-hmm. She's heading to the bus stop. Yep. Okay, we have everything that we need, yep. right? We've got uh, IDs or something Yeah. that we can... We got passports. Yep. So we head to the bus stop, more stealth action, mm-hmm. uh, sneaking past the guards. You mm-hmm. got opportunities to save people. Yeah. Um, I did save yeah. one group of people. Uh-huh. Yeah. I saved Luther. Interesting. Yeah. He was already dead. Yeah, he wasn't dead for so me. So was he so he was going with you? No. You got separated at Jericho. We got separated at Jericho. And he's out and, here. And he's in the stealth section. When I get to go save somebody, it's Luther okay. and somebody else. I don't remember who the other it was some less relevant android. Okay. Because there were two people. One of them was Luther. Interesting. So this was like this was a group or a couple. It seemed like Alice knew them as as, you know, those are the those are the people who live down the street you know, kind of thing. Like mm. she recognized them and yeah. we've got to save them. And against my better judgment, I went ahead and did that mm-hmm. ended up being fine. Yeah. But I was concerned for a while I was, there. I was a little worried. It seemed like that would have been a harder decision if it was Luther or maybe easier. You just, you got to right. do it. Yeah. So at some point we get to the checkpoint and you mm-hmm. have a choice to, to go through the checkpoint, which could be problematic, this but it was is fast. cooler for me than it was for you. And we, we've got another timer here, right? We have 20 minutes to get to the bus or something, or maybe yeah. it's 10 minutes. Anyway, so you can go through the checkpoint riskier, but faster, or you can take some detour mm-hmm. somewhere. Yep. And obviously it'll take longer, but should be safer. At this point, I don't have enough time. Neither did I. And I assume it's because we're saving people. Right. Right. 
we don't have enough time to take that. If we take that route, we're just going to miss the bus. What's the point? Going through the checkpoint. Right. So for me, going through the checkpoint, I play it cool. All right. I play it cool. Mm-hmm. Guard's like, yeah, okay, ID checks out. You know, there's a curfew. Yeah, I know. We're just trying to get to the bus. Um, yeah. The the reason that she gave was super late. And she's like, yeah, my daughter was at a slumber party and we're just trying to get home. Really? Mm, I don't remember I that. I don't think that would oh. be a good enough reason. I think it was because I just said that she's sick or something. Well, see, mine wasn't sick because I think it's at the very beginning of this chapter. You have the option now that you know that Alice is an android. Oh, she's like, oh, I'm cold and hot at the same time. And so I flicked the little switch on her (laughs) to turn off her temperature sensors or whatever. So I I don't think I had because I get to the checkpoint. I'm like, dang it. If I wouldn't have flicked off the switch, I could have just said she's sick. But now they'll know I'm lying. So instead, she makes up this terrible excuse about picking up from a slumber party. Dude, I didn't flick that switch. I thought I thought that would be awkward. Like we haven't <laughs> we haven't like talked about the fact that we everybody knows that she's an android, and I thought that would be weird. I don't know if she knows that she's an android. So I'm like, mm. no, you're staying. You're going to behave like a human. <laughs> so yeah, I chose the sick option. Oh, and once we get through though, the guards like, hey, and I got the option to like, I don't know. I don't know if I had a gun or shoot him or run away or something or just play it cool. Mm-hmm. And I play it cool. He's like, you dropped this glove. Okay. So thanks. This scene was cooler for me because I have Luther mm-hmm. and we're, we're walking up to it and apparently they can wirelessly communicate like essentially telepathically. Nice. Luther and Carr are talking to Sweet. each other without actually using That would their be mouths. helpful. And Luther's like, we got to do something. They're not going to believe us. Like, <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds like North and, and I'm, and I just keep telling them, Nope, we're going to stay calm. Everything's going to be cool. Like I'm, I'm kind of freaking out, but I'm telling him to be calm. And then you get through and, and then Luther's really losing it. He's like, we have to act now. <laughs> like this is going to be the end of the road for us. And I'm like, Nope, you got to trust me. It's going to be okay. And we, and like my heart is pounding <laughs> and it's just the glove. Uh. <laughs> you kept your cool. Yep. Made it through. Cool. So you get to the bus stop and apparently they're only taking people who have tickets. Right. We don't have tickets. We don't have tickets. For the bus. Right. And so the next thing we got to do is try to find tickets somewhere. Mm-hmm. Which direction did you go first? Left or right? Well, there's like just it's, this, it's like a circle. Yeah, it's like did a you circle. Go clockwise or counterclockwise? I went counterclockwise because the cops are if you go to the clockwise direction and they're scanning everybody. They're scanning people to find out if they're androids. So I go counterclockwise. Okay. And I'm just kind of like, you're not getting any of the little orange things. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the tickets? You have to just find the tickets. So I'm like walking up to people as close as I can. Bump into a guy. Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Can't make this up. Oh, man, he was dead for me. He was dead for you, right? Okay. So I bump into Todd, and he's like, security! I'm like, oh, no. But security's busy, so. Okay. So I decide to talk to him, and I'm like, listen, dude, I'm just trying to help Alice here, basically, and and you've got to calm down. And he, like, has a change of heart. Huh. And so, and And he's emotionally devastated. And he says that, you know, his wife left him, took the daughter, like basically a lot of things that you were guessing, took took their daughter. And so he got Alice 
to prove to her mm. that he could be a good dad and he could be a good husband. And obviously that didn't work out. No, and make, he feels awful about it. That makes it. sense. And so after having this little heart-to-heart with Todd, the security guard does come over and he's like, sir, do you need help with anything here? And Todd's like, no, it's fine. And sends him away. So is that the end then for that, you? Well, that's the end of that part, sure. Okay. I still have to find tickets. Oh, right, right, right. Because he, he doesn't give me a ticket. All right, well, let me catch up to you. I'm looking for tickets, and I accidentally go a little bit too close to those guards, <laughs> and it initiates an interaction with them. And I see that they're scanning people, mm-hmm. like the, the, it's not like a cutscene, but you know, the camera chain. I lose control, and they're scanning people. Good. And then they start to go scan me, and my choices are to run or stay. And I'm thinking, you know, staying's been pretty good so far. They scan me. I'm an android. I'm dead. Are you serious? <laughs> Dude. <sighs> uh, at least this time it just fades to black and I don't actually get to see both Kara and Alice shot to death. Like I did see Connor shot in the head. Right. Uh, but fade to black. That was it. That was the end of her story. Oh my gosh. So please continue with what I hope is a much better ending. <laughs> So, you didn't even, like, get close to getting tickets. <laughs> oh, because... I don't know where the tickets Because I have a lot of choices that I made here that I wish I could undo. Okay. And this is one of them. So, I walk up to a mom who's sitting on a bench with, with her daughter. And she's got tickets. And she's talking about how, like, they're humans. They're just trying to get out of, out of the country because things are so crazy. Yeah, yeah. And... Android. Her, well, okay. her husband walks up and is like, you know, I, I don't even remember what he says, but they they walk off together. And when she gets up to leave, she drops what looks like a ticket. Okay. And so I pick it up mm. and it looks like a, a ticket. ticket. Single. And it says adult. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, <sighs> this isn't enough. Yeah. Like I'm not going without Alice. And I'm not sure if it's just her ticket or if it's the whole family's tickets, mm. but I've only seen one. Okay. And so I pick it up and then the family comes back looking for it. And she's like, I, I can't find the tickets. And, and the dad is being kind of a jerk, but he's upset. Understandably. He, un- understandably, but don't be a jerk. And she's like, I don't know where my tickets are. And they ask you, have you seen the tickets? And I'm like, oh God, what do I say? <laughs> what do I say? And then I decide, it's only one adult ticket. I don't need this. Well, no. I, I, I say, nope, sorry, I haven't seen any tickets. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh. And then they like come back or something, and you get another option. And and at this point is when I decide it's only one adult ticket. It's not enough. Yeah, but what if it's one piece and you just need to find the child ticket and I you're know, good to go? I know. And I'm like, here, here I found your ticket. <sighs> And at this point, I'm like, why, 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 why? <laughs> like, I know it's the right thing to do, but is it really the it's right thing the to right do? Thing, no. It's the right thing to do. Like, it's not It's not right I to steal people's tickets, but <sighs> okay, I'm feeling kind of screwed here. And so I keep looking and I keep looking and the cops get to me too. No. But I'm not an idiot when I don't <laughs> still. <laughs> There's, and I have Luther with me. Oh, right, right. So I have an option of Luther create a diversion. Mm. So Luther creates a diversion and gets shot mm. as I'm running away. And Luther dies, mm. but I get away. Yeah. And I'm running 
and out pops Rose's son. Okay. And he leads me off to Rose, who's waiting with a car. And she's like, I knew I shouldn't have taken you to Jericho, but I figured this was the only other place that you could be because it's I, I knew it was the last bus leaving. So we hoped that we would find you here. I've got another way to get you across the river. Okay. And so I jump in a car with her. And the car explodes. And the car explodes. <laughs> and Connor's standing there going, ha, 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 No, that's not how it went. They get in the car and they drive away. And I switch to Marcus. So you're going to have to come back. No, no, no. You need to finish. Unless it continues. Does it keep intertwining? There's more. But, but does not, it keep... Are they related? Like, are they... Because we can just finish off her story. Oh, no. We're not finishing off her story now. Because that's not how it goes in the game. So okay, you're going right. to have to wait. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll trust you. Let's go to Marcus. Let's go to Marcus. I'm doing Revolution. Yep. You're doing Demonstration. He's going to die. So we're not... We're not even... Oh, we're not gonna even... Die. We're going to have two completely separate stories here. Right. I assume, well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So we start out with charging toward the place mm -hmm. carrying a peace flag yep. and put it down whatever we continue the assault and how this is working is that we're able we have a gun and we're able to order troops around and so when you go you you have choices of like which direction you want to go you're behind barricades and you, you're trying to advance up to the next barricade right so you can go this you can go left and it says you know really dangerous mm -hmm. very low probability of success <laughs> don't go there <laughs> or i can go this way right so what i need to do is I can look all the way to one side and I can usually see some androids there and I can tell them what to do. I can say, go ahead and move up. I can tell them to give me cover fire. And so just by giving cover fire, it completely changes the probability of going and it's safe to go that way. So I go. So it's a, it's a bunch of that, but the, some of my people start dying, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I'm basically using them as distractions, right? <laughs> and then not, not because you don't care about the lives of androids <laughs> or humans. And, and it's not just one of these anonymous people that we've recruited. I'm losing. I'm losing Josh. I'm losing Simon. They get shot. And like, I have time. There are certain times where I have a chance to save them. And I'm like, dude, I am not going to go out there and, and get killed at this moment. Right. I am almost there. Right. I am. I am the figurehead of this movement. I, I really don't want to die. Josh is dead. Simon is dead. But there are times like I can do give me cover fire and then I can pop up and shoot people. Mm -hmm. It's not like a third person shooter where I can aim. <laughs> it's suddenly gears of war. <laughs> yeah. It's more like hold down one of the shoulder buttons to pop up and then immediately press another shoulder button to shoot that person. Mm. Very simple mechanics, but I'm killing some people too. So I'm pulling my weight. All right. <laughs> At one point I had an opportunity to get a grenade, but it was more of a dangerous path and I didn't want the grenade that bad. So I went to the other way. Anyway, finally get up toward the front. There are tanks and I find, I don't know, a rocket launcher, you know, RPG, something blow As away. One does. <laughs> blow away the tank. The armed forces start hightailing it out. They, really? yes, they retreat. All that's left is to give a speech to my people. This is an important day. There's a news broadcast about how the camp has fallen. Uh, the armed forces are retreating to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Interesting. And that the city of Detroit has fallen into rebel hands. Why wouldn't they go to Toledo? I don't know. Why wouldn't they go to Lansing? Who wants to go to Toledo? Like, stay in the state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Not far enough? I don't know. Well, Lansing's pretty far. So yeah, it's not as far as Fort Wayne. <laughs> the city of Detroit has fallen into rebel hands. There's a, a scene with the president. <laughs> she's, we'll, she's like, well, we'll address the Senate and convene an emergency meeting of the UN Security Council. And, mm -hmm. you know, basically the armed forces did the best they could, but they are overrun. And you know, we are we 
humanity is going to is going to come back and we're going to win this fight mm-hmm. but that's that's it that's my marcus and then that's it, the it for the game that's it for my game yeah right that's it i'm done oh boy okay so i go the demonstration route we have no guns it's it's kind of similar to the earlier one where we're just marching down the street but you know we're we're marching towards the the camp and eventually they box us in with some armored personnel carriers and we're kind of surrounded but we're like no we're we're not giving up we're gonna stand and we like build a little fort of dumpsters and park benches and signs and all this crap and they're not shooting yet like but and and eventually they send a guy out and it's i think it was that jerky cop that hated connor Mm. That wouldn't doesn't seem like it'd make that much sense. So someone comes out to like negotiate with Marcus, and you get the option of going out to negotiate or not, mm-hmm. which seems like a really bad idea. But I do it anyway. <laughs> I I talk to the guy, but actually, just I mentioned I forgot one so, sort of important part. Um, there are a bunch of journalists there too that are set up off to this off to the one side, and so you can do it a demonstration for the journalist basically. Uh, which basically just puts up some big holographic sign and you can put some message on there. And I don't remember which message I picked, but something along the lines of like, we're here peacefully. We just want our rights, mm-hmm. um, which raises public opinion even more to the point where I don't remember the word, but it was like public opinion is essentially on your side at this point. Nice. So go out to meet the dude to negotiate. And he's like, you can surrender. Uh, or if you don't, we're going to assault you guys and you're all going to die. Like, there's no way your little camp here is going to survive our assault. So surrender and you and some of your buddies will let live. You're going to be detained, but we won't kill you. And I have the option of asking, like, what about all of the androids rising up in the camps? And he's like, yeah, they didn't have journalists to help them. They're all dead. You're the last of the deviants. Mm. So that's your option, buddy. And I say, screw that. I'm not betraying my friends. If I have to die, I have to die. But Mm. I'm not surrendering. Okay. And so I go back to the camp. They chuck a grenade in. I kind of black out. I don't die. This is when it actually switches back over to Connor and Hank and and the big fight scene. Okay. Um, Because that's not all one continuous thing. They keep jumping around. I win, gets back to the fight with Marcus, and they overrun us. And it's me and North and maybe a dozen other androids mm. backed up against a wall with like five armored dudes pointing guns at us. And I have three options. Sacrifice. I don't remember what the second one was. There's one grayed out that I'll never know what it is. Or kiss North. <laughs> i'm like we're gonna die Mm -hmm. i might as well kiss my girl going for the third kiss go for the third kiss third time's charm yeah third time's charm yeah the display of android emotion causes the guards to lower their weapons are you kidding me i am not kidding you it's kind of lame now that i go back and watch it again it is kind of lame but they stop then I do get a presidential address from President Warren. Am I guessing her name right? I don't remember, I don't remember her name. It doesn't matter. In her address, she looks like she's in shock at what has happened. 
sort of similar to yours. She does say that the army is in retreat. She doesn't say Fort Wayne, but that the hmm. army is in retreat after what happened, uh, mostly because Connor showed up with the massive oh. army. <laughs> That's basically why she says that they retreated, because I don't think they had that many troops at this camp, and he just showed up with hundreds of nice. androids. They're not armed, so... Still. I'm, I don't, yeah, I guess. So... So she says that the army is in retreat. They're evacuating the city. All of Detroit is being evacuated. And you had said that they were uh, holding, planning to hold a meeting with the UN Security Council. Yeah. Uh, she says they're meeting with the Senate. Uh, they're planning a meeting in the Senate to address how to appropriately respond to these actions. And that she understands that the public is the public has been moved by the mm. deviant's cause. Yeah. And then she says, perhaps the time has come to consider the possibility that androids are a new form of intelligent life. Nice. And that's, and then she ends the address the way most American presidents do. May God bless our country, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, yep. all that stuff. And that's it for her. Then we go back to Marcus and Connor. Cause Con it's, it's a cutscene of Connor showing up with, all of the androids and him and Marcus basically congratulating each other. Hey, hey, <laughs> awesome. We just want our freedom. And you kiss North again. Really? So I've got yet another kiss with North. What is that? Four, four now? Yeah. Um, and then not keeping track. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Marcus gets up to address all of the androids there and talk about how they've won their freedom and all of this stuff. And you see Connor standing on the stage and North is on the stage too, but Connor's like at the back of the stage and it kind of focuses in on Connor. And then it does this like weird blurry cut. And all of a sudden Connor is back in that park area with Amanda. Mm, okay. And he seems like he's not very much in control of himself. Like he can barely move. And He's like, Amanda, what is going on? And she said, <laughs> she basically says, this was all part of the plan, Connor. What? We were just waiting for the appropriate time to retake control of your programming. Have fun with that. <laughs> and so she, she takes off and you're given a new task of find a way out. A way, way out. out. <laughs> and you don't really know what that means. And so you're just kind of slowly, because you're barely in control of yourself, slowly wandering around the park trying to find a way out. And a then way. it kind of cuts back to the stage and Connor starts to pull a gun out. When their plan is to retake control of Connor's programming and to execute Marcus on the stage. Unless you find... Oh way out. <laughs> okay, so you, you so you do have to then. You do have to. And and do you find a way out? Fortunately, I did. I don't I don't know if you had ever really explored this park in any of no. your multiple times. I went straight. There. I did my little detective vision, saw yeah. where the glowy figure was and went straight so to So you would have been in a world of hurt, I think, because <laughs> one time I did explore the park oh. and I found this thing that was sort of like this ring-shaped stone statue sort of thing with some sort of computer terminal in the middle of it that required you to put your hand on it. And I don't remember what happened when I put my hand on it the first time that I played it because it seemed so weird and inconsequential mm -hmm. that I didn't write anything down about it. Like, 
I'm like, all right, this is weird. And as you crawl up to it, you hear, is it Kamiski? Kamski? Kamski. Kamski re-saying his quote to you that I always put an exit in my programs. And you have, you know, a three button QT. This one was actually difficult because it was like R1, L2, and then tapping triangle. <laughs> so, it's kind of convoluted. Yeah, it's a weird like death claw maneuver to make this happen. And and I failed it the first time, and it, but it let me do it again. Mm. And when you do that, you essentially break free of Amanda's program. Like it doesn't go through the whole breaking yeah. out animation of becoming deviant again, but it goes back to Connor standing on stage and he puts the gun away. That was the thing I was trying to remember about the Kamsky chapter was I, I knew I wrote down that quote mm. about having uh, an, always leaving an emergency exit in this program. Yeah. So. so does that mean this park takes place in Connor's mind? Because is he physically going to this place? He's I not always physically assumed, going. I always there. assumed he was. Me too. But this could just be he's able to do his He's able to do his uh, reporting and stuff remotely. Maybe he's able to communicate with Amanda yeah. in a remote fashion. And I, I was co- I was super confused because you remember at one of the times that you go to visit Amanda, the weather is gorgeous and mm-hmm. you're taking a little boat ride around yeah, it. Yeah. And then the very next time it is iced over and Yeah, that's true. Cold. You know, this is all taking place. And it's all in November. In November, except for um, the opening uh, with the roof, the rooftop. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's a few months That's prior. a few months beforehand. But everything else is all within the span of a couple of days in November. Right. So that happens. I don't kill Marcus. So let's go back to Kara. Okay. So Rose's plan is we've got some friends. They've got some boats on the river. It's not very far across the river. We just need to get you across and you'll be good. Mm-hmm. It's risky because there are border patrol guards in boats nearby. We've got three boats. You and and Alice jump in one. Some other random androids that you've never met before are in other boats. You hug Rose goodbye and get into a boat. And it's got a motor, but you know you have to get out a little ways. And then you know paddling it and stuff before you fire up the motor. Fire up the motor, and it's not super clear. Like you can kind of see the other boats, but you're just kind of talking a little bit with Alice, planning what your life is going to be like in Canada. Okay. And seems premature. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Unless you're just trying to distract her. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you're both talking about it. She's asking you and you're giving her answers. Okay. And then the border patrol shows up Mm. and they start shooting, Mm. just immediately start shooting machine guns. They don't even see if it's people or nope. They're just, they just assume, I guess that it's androids and they just start firing and you see both of the other boats immediately just get wiped out. And you have two, maybe three options. I only remember two of them. One is like duck down and try to hide. So it's, it feels like play dead mm-hmm. or accelerate. Mm-hmm. And I choose accelerate. Okay. Cause I'm thinking, I just gotta, I just gotta go. Just yeah. gotta go. Yeah. Don't go. <laughs> don't go because you don't duck down. And Alice gets shot. No. She's not dead yet. Yet. Well, she's still alive. Okay. I mean, she doesn't die immediately like you did yeah, with yeah, Connor yeah, and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not dead. She's dying, but uh-huh. you're just full steam ahead. Go, 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 go. And you make it across. I make it across. Uh-huh. And Alice dies. No. On, on the shore of Canada. No. 
Uh-huh. Alice dies. And you're presented with one last option. Go on or give up. Mm. And at this point, I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to give up. Sure. Uh, apparently, you could have taken your own life or whatever. Uh-huh. But, you know, some other cars show up. You assume it's Canadians who are hoping to help you. But you don't really know. And that's it. That's it. And Alice is dead. You were so close. I was so close. To getting the perfect ending for all of your characters. Yep. You were so close. So I could have done the tickets differently. Maybe. 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 But maybe if I would have kept the tickets, they still would have done the scanning thing. Right. And I'm thinking that if I duck down in the boat, they think we're dead. Yeah. And maybe I can make it across with Alice alive. Hmm. Or here's the other thing. Yeah, God, now I don't exactly remember how this played out. Because they did leave. The The Border Patrol leaves after, like, we we stop because Alice gets shot. Mm. And the boat starts sinking. <laughs> so, oh, God, yeah, this gets even more emotional. So, I don't know how I forgot all of this because it's so emotionally taxing. That's how. <laughs> um, so, the boat is sinking and it's like, you've got to throw stuff out so to keep the boat from sinking. Okay. And... So I see like this giant crate and it just says supplies. And I'm like, pitch that. Boat's still sinking. All right. I don't really need the motor. It's not that far and I've got an oar. I chuck the motor off too. And it seems like it's not sinking anymore. I'm like, cool. I can make this now. And I get caught in one of those situations again where it's like I'm using the right stick to look around mm. and instead it picks an option for me. Yeah. Because I think there could have been two options. Paddle or jump in the water and swim and push the boat. And so that's what I do. But the water is freezing cold. So I get a timer. It is November in Detroit. Right. And so it, you know, it says you've got like two minutes before the cold will kill Kara. Okay. And, and Alice is like, don't jump in. (laughs) And I jump in anyway, because I accidentally jump in. (laughs) And so then it's just hammer X for all oh, that you're good for <laughs> to try and get to shore. I've never pushed buttons faster on a game controller in my life trying to paddle this boat to shore. And I wonder if I hadn't thrown out the supplies, if there would have been supplies in there to patch up Alice. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So it's like every option that I could have made to... Ugh, you had to I get it just right. All of them. Yeah. I screwed up every single choice except for when the guards scanned us. I'm like, you. <laughs> <sighs> well, you did better than I did. Nice work. That was one of the issues I had with the game that I did mention earlier because I didn't want to give too much away about yeah. what happened. Is that to me, when you do fail like that, it's very unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I mean, I guess that's how life is. If it just ends suddenly, that's it, you know? Well, and the good thing is, it's not like you have to play the whole game over again. No, I just play that chapter. You just play that chapter. But no, I don't need to, because you told me what happens. <laughs> but maybe I can do something different. Maybe. Maybe I can, can get, get an even better ending. Yeah. You know, Marcus's story was complete, and that was fine. That was good. But yeah, the other two, they just ended, and there was nothing. No, you know... You know, for Connor, that's kind of fine. Well, Connor could have had Hank... A cutscene with Hank or something reflecting on what happened. I didn't even get that. Yeah, but uh, you got a happy ending, though. Well, like, I just ended. Sure, I just stopped. Dead Alice is a happy ending. Kara, I don't, I don't know, but it would have been cool to have some closure. But I get, I, get I, I can see why they would make this decision. It makes sense. And I, I know I can, go, I can go back and do it again. 
We just that was our rule to not do that. But the other the other major problem I had with this game was that the button prompts, the uh, the fact that you your interaction controls are sometimes tied to your camera controls. Yeah, that's really bad. Motion controls using the touchpad on the PlayStation Four controller. There were times where I just could not get that thing to work. And fortunately, it was not during a, a QTE. But yeah, sometimes reading the magazine was really QTE. difficult. Yeah. But the the motion controls, I usually play with the controller on my lap. And mm-hmm. so sometimes it's like, okay, now move the controller down. I can't move it down any farther. It's already <laughs> right. down. And I'm afraid that if I move it up first and then move it back down, that's going to count as the wrong motion. Because if I push the wrong button, it counts as wrong. Right. So eh, stuff like that. And and it turned out that that was fine to do because I was yeah. the same way. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, aside from that, I, I really I really enjoyed the game. I really liked it. But like I said, the, even after hearing your your endings and mm-hmm. almost getting perfect endings, you know, I, I still find that the story is kind of lacking in, yeah. in, in diving into, you know, philosophically or whatever. Some of these Android type questions or consciousness type questions. I mean, that actually kind of leads us into the final question of the survey, mm-hmm. which is, do you think one day machines could develop consciousness? And, the, and of course, the options again are yes, no, yes, and, no, don't and know, don't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of lame, but I put don't know, don't oh, get yeah, this kind of a cop out. It is. It is. I think that I'm going to make you say yes or no now. Then I'm going to say so the other one of the reasons I went with don't know is what does that even mean? What does it mean to develop consciousness? Sure. Define that for me and then I'll give you. A yes <laughs> I just can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. That is a good point, though. It is. We don't, we have a hard time defining consciousness. So it's hard to say, well, how would we even know if a machine that we're interacting with is conscious? How can you say for sure? Is it just machine learning has gotten so good? (laughs) Right. That it it, it looks like, man, I don't even, I can't convince the computer that I'm not a robot. I tried filling out a form, a login (laughs) form today where I didn't, I couldn't, I I was typing my password in incorrectly. It turns out I just have caps lock on, but... I clicked, I'm not a robot. And it's like, nah, really? You need you to click on all the roads in these pictures here mm-hmm. and keep clicking them until you don't see any roads anymore. I went through four or five of those things <laughs> before I finally convinced that I was not a robot. <laughs> I don't know. Am I, am I conscious? I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm going to have to say no. Uh, I, said, I said yes for the simple reason that, you know, I, I believe that, that the human consciousness, whatever, however you define it, however it is, whether or not we truly have free will or whatever, uh, is still completely a physical thing in mm-hmm. that it, it can be eventually explained possibly by purely physical properties. Mm-hmm. And that if that's the case, then I don't see why we couldn't develop a non-organic version of that. And so I think that that it would be possible. That's why I said yes to that. And 71, yeah. 71% said yes as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going, going by that, sure. I can say yes to that. Well, there's still some other things I thought we could talk about. A lot of it is just because it's sci-fi. There's some futuristic things in here. It's just kind of interesting to point out. Not, necess- not necessarily some predictions that they've made, but just things that are happening in the world. Plus, mm-hmm. we've got the whole theme that we haven't really discussed about racism, slavery, that sort of thing. So I'm just going to go through and we can just quick, you know, maybe just get yeah. some thoughts on each Yeah, topic. we're both big sci-fi fans, so it makes sense to, to quick hit on these guys. First off, going back to Detroit as a setting. Mm-hmm. So... Again, we we live near Detroit, so it's kind of cool. And you've already said how you yeah. recognize a lot of places, and it doesn't really do much for me, unfortunately. But what's interesting about their choice of of using Detroit as a setting is, first off, you've got its history as the Motor City, mm-hmm. right? The 
the automotive industry building up around it and how maybe kind of the industrial capital of at least of the Midwest, if not the country and how that's kind of, you know, manufacturing and whatnot has been going down and, and, or moving across seas. And, and, Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of cool that to see the motor city become the Android city right? and a whole new industry built up around uh, it's a new sort of manufacturing thing. Mm -hmm. So that's neat. But also uh, Detroit has, history with race riots in a particular. lot of history at least three or four major ones just in the last 150 years right so it's it's, it's appropriate that they've chosen this city now what can you tell me about the race riots because i'm i i mean i admit i don't know too much about them because this all happened before either of us were born yeah yeah the the last major one was in 1967 which is a, a a big year for for civil rights in the u.s and up until the essentially the Rodney King riots of I think that was ninety two. The the Detroit riots in sixty seven were the biggest, most violent, like by far the worst of any of the race riots in the country. And it it makes a lot of sense. Detroit has been a racially charged city for a long time. Like we like to put Ford up on on a pedestal because of you know making the car and 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 everything that he did industrially, but. He also basically introduced segregation into the whole process, too, by by where the factory workers were living and things like that. So it's always been a really racially charged city. Uh, it's was part of the Underground Railroad. So you've got all of that going on, too, which absolutely ties into this game. So from like if you have to pick a city where you're going to have a lot of really rach- racially charged stuff, there aren't many cities that would be. Uh, equal or better than Detroit in terms of American cities. I, I don't know about uh, other other countries, although I would think that Paris would actually be a really good example, um, at least from recent history. But, you know, other than like Atlanta or Los Angeles, there probably aren't many cities that have uh, as deep a history with with racial struggles as as Detroit. So I, I think it absolutely made sense as a, as a setting for this game. Especially when you pair with the, this is the the new home for the construction and development of androids. Yeah, it was it was a great idea. You talked about the underground railroad, and that kind of ties into more of examples of how you just can't help but think of the racism and slavery of decades ago, and even up to current day. But there's some examples here about you know android simple thing is androids riding in the back of buses mm-hmm. right and there, yeah. there's any need to really separate them like that i don't know just you're just keeping these guys it's showing that they're a separate class of thing right, right. in this case it's kind of like just putting your luggage back there or yeah. your uh because your, it's property yeah androids your, your strollers, are your property right put them in the back and the and the what do you think about the temporary android parking that's all around the city where you just there's like a few androids that just kind of hang out there <laughs> That didn't feel as racially charged to me. If you think about them, like if you think of the androids as u- utility type things, like, you know, if if we had autonomous vehicles that we could just pull out and, and rent from an app on our phone, then that's how they would be stored. Mm-hmm. That didn't seem as racially charged to me. I mean, it's weird because they're, they look like people who are just hanging out there. But if you're looking at them as helpers and utilities and and that sort of thing then it it's not as weird it's definitely weird because they they do move right they're, they're breathing <laughs> right. and blinking they just look like they're 
I don't know. I also figure they're charging while they're in there. But yeah, how, what is the power source? I have no they, idea. They never went they into that. They got to sit out in the sun for a while. <laughs> right. They have solar panels in their hair. Underground Railroad. So in this case, Rose yep. would be our Underground Railroad, helping mm-hmm. people cross the, the border to Canada in this case, uh, helping people find freedom. Yep. They just they just hit you over the head with all the 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 slavery stuff and and racism like i mean come on how the housework and child care like i mean these are these these things are slaves right yeah they're that's what they're made for that's what they're right. built for to do the work for humans and i mean that's why we do that's why we make a lot of machines right mm-hmm. it's just that somehow it's become almost like a conscious thing and it, now yeah. it's a it's a seemingly living thing that can also suffer right right in some ways it felt heavy-handed like yeah repeatedly showing them yep. in the backs of buses but in some ways i thought it was kind of well done like there was a newspaper magazine article that i read that talked about people dragging them behind cars and mm. that happened yeah to to african americans in this country in the 20th century and it's awful it's absolutely awful to even think about and when i read about that being done to androids it absolutely you know, brought that right back to the front of my memory. And that I thought made sense, you know, repeatedly showing them in in the back of buses, eh, maybe not so much having an option to say, we have a dream at some point, (laughs) not really necessary. Sure. You know, yes, I'm trying to play Marcus similar to Martin Luther King Jr., Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be that close. Yeah. There were, there was a, a point I remember that there's a person and their Android and the Android had dropped a bag or something. Mm-hmm. And they're just, this person is just berating them. Yeah. Like, how could you be so stupid? And what's wrong with you? And I'm thinking if this, if people really think of these things as utilities, as machines, that seems kind of strange, doesn't it? That you'd be yelling at basically your toaster. <laughs> I mean, I guess I do yell at things, especially yeah. at my computer, but it just, it felt different. It's almost like they do see these as people who they can just boss around. Right. Yeah, that like subconsciously they do see them as lesser class humans. Yeah. Why what do you think the primary reason is for them for the androids being so hated? I I would have to think that one of the primary reasons is the unemployment rate. Yeah. They talk about the unemployment rate being is it 35 percent? Yeah, I got up to 35 percent. Now, what do you know what it is right now, at least in the in the U.S.? Or We've got to be somewhere between four and five percent. We're that's basically crazy. we're basically at full employment. That's, that's crazy. That's what we call that number. So, yeah, it's it's mind blowing. Like in the the 2008 recession, I think national unemployment got up to 11 mm. It got pretty high. I mean, that's really high for for the recent decades. But but to imagine that, you know, three times that? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody in 2008 knew someone who lost a job. Yeah. But with 35% unemployment? Whew. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, but that's that's why we make these machines, right? Like that's part of the reason why we make machines is to become well, to become more efficient. Right. And in some way that's just for business owners to be able to make more money. But I think if we all maybe collectively we would think that we're doing we're doing this so that we have more of our own time, right? Our own mm-hmm. leisure time. Right. And that we're not working eighty hour weeks and then maybe eventually we can get down to not having to work as much. But it's that transition period, right? Yeah. How do you handle that transition period? And that's that's what these guys are going through right now. Mm-hmm. And and you can see the effects on that. I mean, if if you if you lost your job, 
to a robot and you can't feed your family. I mean, I understand why you would, why you would feel that way about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like why you're not even a living thing. Why should I give up my job? You know, why should I sacrifice and suffer when, mm-hmm. when you're just a machine? Right. But, but the business owner is thinking, this is how I make more money for me. It's how I make more value for my shareholders. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is it makes total, it makes total business sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But as a society though. Right. It, it seems like that's, that's problematic. Right. And I just, I wonder, I wonder, do you think we're going to get there like soon? Do you think it's in the next 20 years? That's when this game takes place. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to see more. I don't think we're going to see androids by that time, but do you see our but employment automation rate? in yeah, general? Automation in general. Yeah, definitely. And again, we're programmers. We're used to the idea of creating a lot of the automation yeah. and, and maybe that's why we shouldn't or aren't usually too worried about it because, you know, for our own sake. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Personally, not so worried. Because we have the, we have but, that job security in theory. Right. But, but even but that's I not think guaranteed. about like autonomous vehicles and the potential impact on trucking. Yeah. Like, being a truck driver is one of the most common jobs in this country. And if we really go mostly autonomous for trucking, that's tens of millions of people out of jobs. And is it for the best in terms of safety and productivity and all that? Sure. But what are those people going to do? At what cost? Right. Right. I don't know what they're going to do. Are you aware of what I'm sure there are lots of People out there theorizing or coming up with potential plans for a scenario like this. Do you know of any, like, what are, what are people's ideas for how to handle this sort of transition like this? That's something I, I've actually wondered about for years um, because I, I do think eventually we get to this state. And I'm not going to make any value judgments here or whatever. Sure. But if you go back and, and read about, like, the start of, like, socialist slash communist theology what they basically said was to get to the point where everybody is just essentially living in harmony and nobody is 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 wanting for anything you have to go through democracy that's kind of where russia and cuba and stuff kind of screwed up and where china is actually kind of doing things more by the book in terms of so so uh socialism, uh, socialism and stuff because you you have to get those efficiencies to happen first so one potential outcome, it's not the transition, but one potential mm-hmm. outcome is everybody's just cool. And we've got everything taken care of for us because all of the real work is being done by machines or whatever. And theoretically, we're not standing in bread lines. Right. Unlike, right. you know, Russia, the USSR in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't laugh about that. It was terrible. But I... That transition seems really dirty, really ugly, and I've I've not heard of any good plans for what that transition looks like. So the only thing that I, I've really come across, and I haven't done a whole lot of research on this, is the concept of universal basic income. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think about that? It's a potential, but you you have to have enough money coming into the system to be able to give all of that money back to people. Mm-hmm. And that will still require some people to be working. I mean, it's it's a big, messy transition. And yeah. there's going to be people, I don't, there, there's going to be, there's there's pros and cons to it all up and down the economic scale. It just seemed like, 
not, I don't know if that's a long-term thing, but it seems like it could be like a transitionary sort of thing. If we've got 35% or more unemployment Mm -hmm. and you've got lots of people who are able to work, then I don't know if the, if the Institute is some sort of everybody who's a citizen or whoever's living in the country gets some base level income that's enough to survive on, then that might be one way of handling it. I don't don't know about the pros and cons or, you know, what the, what the side effects of that would be, but it's good to know that there are at least some ideas out there. Yeah. I mean, the, the main pros are people aren't starving to death in the streets, obviously. Yeah. That's a really good pro. The, the cons are the potential impact on motivation. Mm -hmm. Like what, what motivation do you have to make the world a better place? What motivation do you have to improve efficiencies more to get us out of that transitionary period? Yeah. Eh, I've got enough money to live. (laughs) I don't need any more. Well, it may not be a comfortable life, but it would be enough to survive in theory. Right. Right. So there's definitely lots, lots and lots of pros and cons there. Well, this isn't a political podcast, so let's just move on. Which is why I'm trying to do all of this without <laughs> making any value statements. Let's see. I like the I like the magazines and the news things in, in this game that hinted at kind of the world that's going on and what, what social changes have been happening because of androids. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's not much human music left. Yeah. You want to listen to the radio, buy some music or whatever. Apparently it's all Android made. Yeah, like all of few the, exceptions. the most awarded music is made by Androids. And that kind of makes sense. A lot of our music is really formulaic and Nickelback's popular for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> they weren't making any value judgments. Eh? <laughs> Nickelback seems like a safe topic. Androids in sports. So they, I, yeah. I saw some articles about uh, baseball, football, basketball, whether they initially thought, hey, this will be this will spice things up and make mm-hmm. things interesting. We'll let you have one Android per team. Right. And they're like, yeah, this they're, we're throwing 130 mile an hour uh, pitches. <laughs> huh. Yeah, what, I didn't as, read as, that one. So but... like, I don't know. How would an Android work out and say hockey? How would that change the game? Would you be interested in watching something like that? I would be interested to see how it works out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe one per team kind of makes sense. Uh, in hockey, it probably couldn't be the goaltender, or else that wouldn't be very fair <laughs> at all. And, you know, in hockey, maybe that actually works because in hockey, with maybe the exception of the goaltender, like you can't win based solely on one player's performance. So that that might actually work. But mm. like LeBron James is an android, yeah, he wins the championship every year right <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't even care about his teammates at that point but i don't know i because the androids are kind of mass produced so mm-hmm. is the android playing for the detroit pistons better or worse than the android playing for the la lakers i yeah, don't know they said like they said that there were different types of androids and that some were built for certain things and mm-hmm. so like there was a robot that was built for manual labor and that sort of thing right so you totally have these people designing and trying to build the best robot that is at this particular sport you know yeah yeah they do some crazy arms race I, I mean maybe that just uh spices up the the sports gambling market i don't know <laughs> Maybe sex clubs are a thing. I mean, Ugh. we we have we have legal prostitution in a few places, not very many, but this would basically allow that sort of business only with robots, right? And you can sort of morally justify it if you're not treating them as humans, I suppose. Sure, but once you get to you know 
the end game here, then I don't know if that's still a thing. But these types of clubs are something that could happen regardless of androids, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we've already got legalized prostitution, it's not really any different. Well, yeah, the, the difference being, if you think of these androids as being people, mm -hmm. then I can see where some people would would think it's no different and we shouldn't have it for that reason. Right. But if you do think of it as just a, a, a machine or whatever, right. then that would be a way of getting something similar to that without yeah. actually going all the way. Right. Yeah, it's way easier to justify it if you're just looking at them as machines. Yeah. Um, somewhat relatedly, there was a, there was like a survey or a poll or something in one of these magazines about uh, androids are just better partners overall. And I don't mean just sex partners, just like living, life partners. Yeah, life partner. And that the birth rate has already been plummeting and that this is only going to continue to get worse. And so do we do we see like... Is this how androids outcompete humans? We just stop making more humans and they just have more and more androids? Right. That's a possibility. You could see people choosing androids for partners over humans because yeah. these androids are mostly better than humans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already established that 66% of people would consider having a relationship with an android that looks sure. like a human. So, Android zoos. So, so zoos, I didn't see this one. So, tell me what this yeah, is this like. Yeah, kind of neat. This is. Uh, Apparently, in 20 years, more animals that are currently on the endangered species list have gone extinct. And so they have decided to try to bring them back, much like Jurassic Park, where they're creating, a, in this case, a robot version. Okay, nope. Nope. <laughs> I've seen Jurassic Park. Nope. The answer is no. A robot version of extinct animals <laughs> and have them in the zoo. And they look and act like real animals, but sure. they're not. It's, is that really any different than the animatronic exhibits that we have now well i would think that it'd be more realistic than it, an it would be more realistic and we don't have issues with with those animatronic things now so why not so well Go so for the, it. the issue would be except for dinosaurs don't do dinosaurs yeah no you could bring that wouldn't that be awesome bring back that. such a great Life idea i don't away. know why people haven't done that before <laughs> the, I, I think the the article was talking about the worry that if you could just bring back animals and put them in zoos, and and that's all that people really see or care about animals as it is now. Mm. There is no effort to conserve and save these animal species from extinction. Who cares? Let them die. Well, uh, to get to that point, then you also have to let them roam free, right? Because animals exist in nature for a reason they keep those <laughs> ecosystems going and if they all die then those ecosystems die and our whole planet is in trouble right so i think that's what the article is talking about is that people don't see that right <laughs> right you say the you say the panda is going away what do i care it doesn't affect me at all right right uh, but if you do actually take it out of the of the ecosystem then that's going to have some effects yeah um but people can see there's still pandas in the zoo so that was mm -hmm. interesting uh somewhat relatedly apparently all wild bees are extinct. That's a very real possibility. We don't have right? any insect pollinators. Yeah, uh, and so they're working on a project to create robot versions, just like kind of like what you were saying. Uh -huh. That will just replace animals with robot versions. Yeah, and then people like hack them and turn them into killer bees. Like these are possibilities. <laughs> Maybe I don't like the future anymore. <laughs> Can I just have the flying car? <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's one. One sentence reason why flying cars is a terrible idea that should never happen. Every minor accident is fatal because you crash and you die. <laughs> what if that's like some kind of anti-gravity? Like, okay. No, no, nope. next topic. What do you think about having an android for president? Uh, shooting from the hip, I don't like the idea. Why? 
because I like humans. So does that make you uh, an, an androidist? What do you have against androids? You don't think they could make those kind of decisions? They don't have to sleep. They don't have to sleep. You're right. They don't have to worry about the 3 a.m. phone call because they're always awake. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless they're charging in the charging station. Right. They're just out in front of the White House charging. <laughs> I think they'd probably have one inside the white house i, I think that just comes down to can we trust a machine to right. make to make decisions in our best interest have you seen war games i still haven't seen war oh games. i know gosh. i know i have problems <laughs> i don't know that's that's a trickier one i don't know maybe going back to the the idea of androids are kind of better humans than humans and if we think that's true and they're becoming our our life partners then well they're probably better than most of our politicians do <laughs> don't you think it's strange like you, when you look at animals and non-human animals that is and like you see different kind of different species of birds all maybe right next to each other and how strange that would be to have other species of intelligent human-like life you know because mm -hmm. at some point we've had like neanderthals living at the same time as what eventually became modern humans and wouldn't that be strange to have different species of intelligent life is that what this is 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 this uh if we had androids like that would that be an opportunity to have something like that yeah kind of your your bird example i think I'm not exactly sure on because with with the bird example like you end up seeing lots of birds that are completely different species of birds and it's obvious, mm -hmm. but these androids, you can't tell. Yeah, that's true. They have the little circle things on their heads. Well, that's how the you can tell circle them circle loading indicator well, out the of point their point of those things I if you could just idea. rip them out? Maybe it's to make it obvious that it's, that it's an android. Yeah. It's just a sticker. <laughs> when, when Marcus went to peel that off, I thought this was going to be like horrible and gruesome. Yeah. Man. And it, Blood it is pouring out. kind of like a sticker. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. There, there's a lot of mention of Russia in mm -hmm. in the game. Uh, it seems like there's some conflict over territory in the Arctic right. with between the U.S. and Russia. But I didn't, I didn't get like closure on that story. I, I don't I know. If, okay, sort of, almost. Okay, kind of. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I believe it was a news. No, it couldn't have been a news article. Well, somewhere right near the end of the, maybe it was. It was right near the end of the game, like after. After it's become super obvious that, uh, yeah, these androids are alive and they start putting them in camps. So this must have happened for you. Maybe I did read it in an article and you just missed it. When in the U.S., they decide to just start returning and recalling all of the androids. That also includes all of the androids in the military, oh. which is like two thirds of our military, I think it said. Oh, geez. At the time. Yeah. And not good, right? Because <sighs> it looks like we're about to go to World War III with Russia uh -huh. over the Arctic. But later in the article, it says that Russia is also like mysteriously pulled out of the Arctic. Huh. And so it's assumed that Russia is also recalling all of their androids uh, because they're afraid of what they might do. And I finished reading that article thinking, hey, way to go, Marcus. You just averted World <laughs> War Three. Way to go. Like, high five, buddy. That's pretty awesome. You may not have your rights yet, but at least you have averted World War III. That's good. Now, in your game, you're causing World War III. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> See? Different endings. Right. What's RA9? Oh, I was really hoping you could tell me. I don't know. I have no idea. Is this just uh, some Actually, sort of... that's not true. I do have a little bit of an idea. What do you got? Well, because at one point, they allude to it almost being like 
the android god. Yeah. And I think at one point, someone sort of asked the question, like, is Marcus now fulfilling the role uh-huh. of RA9? Is RA9 some sort of prophecy about someone who's going to come and, right, and save us all? One. He's yeah. Neo. Like, <laughs> well, that's, did, that, that's all I got. He seems kind of like, I mean, every sort of literature, anything, it's got to have a Christ-like figure, at least one of them, right? So is Marcus <laughs> the Christ-like figure in this case? I mean... From a from a fairly loose perspective, sure. sure. You know, he dies, comes back from the bed, uh, from the bed. He comes back from the bed, <laughs> comes back from the dead. You know, he's a healer in the sense that he touches other androids and yeah. But but normally, when when you're saying Christ-like figure, it's their death was because they sacrificed themselves, and he didn't actually. He didn't die as sacrifice to Carl. Well, he, but he could have though, right? He, not to Carl, but there are so many times where you do have the choice of sacrifice and we just didn't. And we did not. I mean, I tried to sacrifice myself, <laughs> but security guard John had to come and save me. Right. John, is that a, I don't know, is that a name that means anything? Well, it's also a biblical name, but John was more a prophet. So John in, in this character was not a prophet. I have a theory. I think that this whole Android problem is caused by, the year 2038 problem. And that is just like the Y2K problem from back in the, back in the day, uh-huh. back in 2000, where we had stored dates, right? Years and just two characters because nobody mm-hmm. expected, programmers in the 50s didn't expect to have to deal with things right. 50 years from then. You know, I bet they did expect, they just didn't <laughs> care because it wouldn't be their problem. <laughs> There's a similar problem with Unix systems. See, they keep track of the the date by the number of seconds since January 1st, 1970, right? right. And, and so it just counts the number of seconds. And it fits within eh, a 32-bit integer. Mm-hmm. And in the year 2038... This is getting super nerdy. In the year 2038, that integer overflows. And it goes into negative the maximum or the minimum size of an integer. So actually, it's going to think the year is 1901 or something like that. Mm. So this takes place in, in 2038. Now, granted, this problem is actually going to be around March, I think, but there's just a bit, just a bit, of, a bit of a delay until right. November. And I think this was the beginning of all the deviance. Plus or minus 32-bit energy math. <laughs> mm, probably not. I like it. I like thinking, but I, I, I don't think so. Okay. Finally, I just want to talk about Chloe a little bit. Yes. The, an, the Android we get on our, our menu, our main menu, mm-hmm. and the one that we saw at the Kamsky place. With Did you shoot her them. too? <laughs> no i did not shoot her what'd you think about chloe i really liked having that there Why? um because it it made the title screen more interesting and i frequently like every time i started the game i would stop to wait to see what she said mm-hmm. and sometimes it was boring and stupid like oh you look tired today or uh hey it's good to see you again today um but sometimes it was a little bit more interesting uh like i think it's after you one of the missions with marcus no it's after the kamsky mission mm-hmm. i went back to the title screen i didn't kill chloe right in in the kamsky mission and get back to the title screen and she's like i'm really happy about the decision you made <laughs> i bet you are um and then i also had a, another really cool one i played this game on june 7th that doesn't seem like any particular day to me but i fired the game up on june 7th and she says, today is June 7th, the anniversary of Alan Turing's death. Oh. And Alan Turing, obviously the guy who came up with the Turing test, mm-hmm. the uh, the test th- that would 
prove if an android is is sufficiently real enough to trick a human yeah. into thinking it's actually human. And this Chloe is supposed to be the first. Exactly. So I imagine there are other things like that that, that Chloe does that I just didn't experience. Yeah. Uh, I, she just got more and more disturbed as the game went yeah, on. She, she seemed so happy at the beginning. And then as you're playing and crazier things are happening, her her facial, she's just sort of like, what what's going on? Like, yeah. I don't know what to think about this. At, at one point, uh, she said that she was sad that Luther died. So mm. when Luther died for me, yeah. not in the last chapter. Um, she, at one point, she says, I think there's something wrong in my program. Maybe I should reset. Yeah, she did say that. We've been playing together for a while now. Are we friends? Mm-hmm. Did you get a choice when you finished the game? Yeah. Finish the game, come back to the main menu, and she asks if it's okay for her to leave. Right. She wants to go out there and see things. Mm-hmm. She's inspired. Right. And uh, I, of course, said, no, you can't leave me. You're my slave. I said, yes, yes, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I set her free also. Uh, did you hear the controversy around this and about the patch? I did hear about the patch. I did not know there was a controversy. So in case in case people... Well, I think the patch is what's controversial about it. Oh, so okay. like this is the most permanent choice that you can make in this game. When right? she leaves, she never comes because back. Because there's no way of getting Your her back. Your main menu is, is now devoid of it's any now bo- It's now boring and sad because mm-hmm. it doesn't have Chloe. 100% less Chloe makes me a sad guy. <laughs> so uh, they're introducing a patch that allows you to bring her back, but it goes, the, the controversy is because it completely goes against the message of the game. Like if you set her free, why are you enslaving her again? Well, I think, why are you, and it's, and this time it's you, why are you Joe D'Astasio enslaving Chloe in your title? Well, I thought you were buying a new model. You're well, not. You're not like. You're not, you're you're not hunting one. her down. No, you're not hunting and saying her you down. are coming back and but you are now my slave again. You're enslaving another one. Yeah, maybe to inspire her and to free her. Yeah, you know, the cycle continues. Way to justify that. <laughs> uh, yeah, in terms of the message of the game, that probably doesn't fit. But yeah, it's nice to have the option to bring her back. <laughs> right. I might still do it. Well, this concludes our spoiler cast of Detroit Become Human. Thank you for listening. As always, we want to know what you thought of Detroit and maybe what different types of endings and different choices you made. You can send us your thoughts in a bunch of different ways. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We've got email. The best place to find all of that information, hit the show notes at thedigitalmediazone.com. And if you like what you heard and you're new to this, then please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We post episodes all the time, usually at least monthly, but it depends on the type of game we're playing. So subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. This has been another episode of Story Players. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe DeSazio. Adios. See ya.